it's kind of weird. Um, running a business is very interesting. Some things take time. So, but that's what feels great, you know, about the intention to score around. And I think this applies to you as well. Is that it does. It's just like whatever the fuck happens here happens. But I'm just so happy to be able to do this and to share it with others. For whoever's wondering, why the fuck is this Earl's world now? You know, you know, you know. This is a, is a weird, weird world. People are so incompetent in certain ways, especially when it comes to social media yourself. No, I understand. Alright, so <laughs> <laughs> No, we've talked about this. I got it. Alright. Thank you. This is this is a, a great <laughs> beginning. Uh thank you, Valmer, for being here. <laughs> thank you. In Earl. your home. In my home for um, inviting me. Alright. This is a great segue okay. because I'm I'm gonna get down to the bottom of this t- today. I'm gonna I oh, think. What are we talking about? Hold on, because <laughs> I thought we were in, okay. This is gonna I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. Okay. Because it's probably not even that deep. Okay. You're asking me if the crazy curls going on, nah. right? Yes. If you got a little flamboyant. Yes. A little flower off, just looking at you. Right. Okay. Uh, with your hair, you your hair looks fine. Yeah. It, it looks great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've been now. Now I, I I feel like I need to step into this slowly because I've okay. been speaking in generalizations a lot on the last the last few episodes, like okay. t- between like men and women in a general generalistic sort of sense. And uh, I like I generalizations are good because a lot of times it's sort of the rule, and then you have the variances inside yeah. of that, the exceptions. Now I know, generally speaking. And maybe this is different in this day and age. Actually, let's speak about this. Okay. Do you feel like women are spending more time thinking about what they look like than men in this with our generation and maybe the generation Mm. coming after us? Because things are definitely different now. Like my I know my dad, my grandfather most certainly were not thinking about their looks as much as the women were then. But now there may be more of a. I think it may maybe a little not even. maybe not the the same, but certainly it's, it's evened out some. Maybe it's not as disproportionate as it as it once was. Because I do believe that uh, there are a lot of men these days that want to be baddies. Yeah, for sure. Right. The- well, I'm not gonna name them, <laughs> but we certainly know one we were speaking about yesterday, and this person doesn't know me, which is great. Mm. But yeah, that person certainly wants to be a baddie, <laughs> and he wants to be with the baddie. Right. Like they have to match his his level of clout uh, and, and of sexiness. Yeah. And just what is it? Yeah. Baddiness, I guess. Baddiness. I don't like that term, but we can use that for today. Um, but I did ask you the, the only thing I guess it's it's funny because you just don't have any hair. <laughs> so it's different when I do have some hair. I don't have a lot. But I, I also don't want just like a random curl just sticking out for however long we're here because we just woke up a few hours ago, so I haven't thought about my hair. I've just I just want to make sure it's not insane. I've just been asking you a lot of questions recently about aesthetics and like, yeah. like how how deeply you're thinking about them. Okay, because there's levels to this, right? Mm. Like there was a point in time where you were doing makeup and hair and God knows what else in the mirror for a long point in time. It like was that, like two plus hours of my morning. Two plus hours, not of including your anything else. From as for as long as you can remember, up until about two or so years ago, three years ago. Yeah, a little bit over three years ago. Right. Okay. So you realize that there was a point in time in which you yes. gave a lot of time and effort towards that. Yes. And then there was a point in time when you're like, oh, I don't want to do those things anymore. It's ridiculous for whatever reasons. 
and you grew out of that. And then you realize you had so much more time in the day because you didn't have to sit in the mirror for two and a half hours before you left the house. Now you don't feel that way. When now, when you look at these pictures of yourself <laughs> with a full face of makeup on or with long hair, I was talking to Tyler and he was talking to me about his love for music mm. and how he has playlists for from years and years ago, wow. like fall of this year, summer of this year. Like, and he knows when he's walking around places, he knows what music he was listening to, mm. how it shaped him at that time. And that's how a lot of people look at music and film and just art in general, the things that impress them. It could be a book that they read. Like, Oh, I remember reading that book at that time. And it, that catapulted my way of thinking in this regard, which shaped me this way, which put me on this path, which gave me this job and this significant other. Like that's how they sort of uh, mile mark their life. Okay. Is you have this affinity of documenting the way that <laughs> that's you so funny. look? You were gonna say that. Like you, you take photos of the way yeah. that you look and the way that you feel at certain points in time, and I'm. What is your affinity towards that? And like, what are you looking back on and why do you like to look back on those things? Like, what are you trying to remember? What do you? Well, it's funny. It's I think before it started very intentionless and very mindless. It was just more so of like, let's like, let's just take a picture because I think mm. <clears throat> subconsciously looking back after all of these years, you know, I certainly wanted to look different. It just never felt like that was an option for me. Like, I didn't know that if I really did work out very hard, I was going to be able to achieve something better <laughs> than well, what I was at well the you, moment. Well, you also told me that back in the day, you didn't, you didn't even, you weren't thinking at all about looking different. You didn't think that looking different was, like, it didn't matter to look well, different. Well, and I didn't give it as much stock as probably everyone around me was given it. I most certainly looked at girls who looked much better than me and thought of, wow, they look much better than me. And I certainly don't look like that. So I certainly was aware that I was not near my optimum. But like I've always said, I had this very false sense of security and, and attractiveness that because people did tell me I was beautiful and men did want to be with me, that like there wasn't really that much wrong with what I had at the moment. Like, I, I wasn't taking into account the big disproportion <laughs> between a very healthy, fit woman and a 50-plus pound overweight, very unhealthy person. Like, I, I wasn't taking that into account. So, yeah, no, I definitely, like, I wanted to be better, but I just didn't really put that much stock in it. Okay. Yeah, like, so I... I the conversation, I, like, the idea from the conversation I was having with you the other day is that you thought you looked great, you looked... Th Thick, yeah, for right? what I had, like not like I, that. You were sexy, like that's the idea that I was getting yeah, like, from you. Well, meaning, you, meaning, I don't need to look different. Like I'm sexy. People tell me that. So, like from my, I was understanding is you had no understanding at all that you were in a place that was not optimal. No, I thought. That people definitely looked much better than me, but I thought for someone who is like 160 plus pounds, 175, which was usually 170, like my average, like I look pretty damn good. And that was an illusion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't look horrific, but I certainly didn't look great. Right. So when I look, so just the same way that so many things for you are olfactory based. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> and they're not for me. I think a lot of things for you are aesthetically yeah. based because when you speak, a lot of it has to do with the aesthetic, like the way something looks. And yeah. I very rarely comment on the way that things look in that regard. You more often comment on the way th that things look to the eye than I do. I so I have to, so I'm interested in your affinity towards the way that things look. I think yeah. it's just like an affinity towards detail. Like, I've, like I just really enjoy like observing things and how they change over time. Like the arrow garden that you gave me for Christmas, like I woke up and every time I was home, I was looking at that flower mm. and I would take pictures and I would watch it change every 35 minutes, every two days. I'm like, Earl, well, it is crazy how much the shit will change in a small amount of time, you know, and that's, and that's more so it, I think it's not, I think it definitely started as a very mindless, intentionless way of documenting things. But then like, I would notice, you know, some changes. And I think, when it came to makeup, I took a lot of selfies because I did want to see like what it looked like from the other standpoint, because I know that when I'm looking at a mirror, like I'm like, I'm not looking at myself truly. So I was able to take pictures and I could see like, I then notice I have like crooked lips, you know, one is a bit fuller than the other. Yeah. And I think it was more so. Yo, that's, yeah. yeah, Earl, I told you like the, my right side of my body is like about two ounces bigger than my left. My right lip, like this side, is a bit oh, less full than my left one, even though I have like thinner-ish lips. Yeah, just like I, I know, I know things about myself that no one would know about themselves. Like I can see, I can I, just see I, different I, things. I think that th that right there is the the crux of a very dastardly, deadly disease in people's minds, right, when it comes to body dysmorphia. Yeah. I think there's, like, that right there is the seed for it. Because when, I'm not saying it has to be that. Yeah, it's, I can I, see but that. But I think that that's where it comes from. Like, you're looking at things so Because I couldn't tell you these differences about myself the yeah. way that you're talking about. Them. You I, see, but I don't, I don't care to... But to me, they're fun. Like that, That's what I'm saying. Like, there's like, no stock in them other than, like, the observation of it. But... but but you're willing to give a certain amount of time to looking at something to, okay? Because all right, hold on a second. Let's let's. Uh, I'm gonna slowly get us there. Okay. You're looking at pillows. I don't give a fuck about them pillows. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about the patterns on the pillows. But you can look at patterns of pillows all day long. And the fluffiness. It was amazing. That, it was the best day of my life. Uh, right. I I like. I just I like certain things. And if I know that I have the power to like either observe it or watch it come to fruition, like I want to do it. I think physically it changed a lot over time. I was certainly way into myself for way more vain reasons. Like my makeup had to be perfect. Like I like my eyebrow compliments before <clears throat> when they were not 100% natural. Like that's what I was going for. I was like, I want people to look at my lips and my eyebrows, like my best attributes. So now it's it's about plants and pillows and, and, and the aesthetics of other things. <clears throat> but it, it certainly could have evolved to a very unhealthy habit. Right. Like it, it certainly probably was leading to that later on if I hadn't stopped wearing makeup mm. or if I hadn't cut my hair. Because like I could tell you when one highlight was off. <laughs> Like yeah. when it wasn't as even as the other highlights in my head, like yeah, it was a bit much, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like that level, just 
Again, I've I I understand that because there definitely there had to be a certain point where I was definitely looking at yeah. myself a whole lot more. I know I was looking at myself a whole lot more. Um so it that yeah, that part of me, like that very, very detailed magnified way of looking at ourselves yeah. aesthetically and like what we draw from that and what we're going to do about it and what we think about it and and just how conscious of that thing okay let's put it this way like if you wake up tomorrow and there's just because i feel like we all went through this in high school there's just some huge ass zit on the tip of your <laughs> nose big as hell like the it's it big as your thumb but just on your nose now right it's going to be very difficult for you, I'm certain, to go out that day to work and talk to people and look at them in their eyes as they're looking at you and not be conscious of this thing that's sitting on the tip of your nose because you look like Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer now, right? Like, yeah. it's, like there's going to be something, like that's going to be <laughs> figuratively and literally between you and them, right? <laughs> and it's, it's going to be there. You're going to be conscious of it. And I just wonder how conscious people are of themselves and their limbs, their appendages, right? And how everything looks like, is that fucking curl on the top of my head? Is it doing that thing to the left? Are they looking at the curl on the top of my head? Fuck, I should have known that I should have spent some time on that curl this morning. Like, I want to know just how conscious you are of these things in real time in in your life, or if it's just something that, like, is there when you're looking at yourself in the mirror and then it's gone when you walk out of the bathroom or... Like I, I want to know the depths of those things. I think I suppose. Yeah, it's 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 the latter because I also think that you forget that you have like you put nothing on yourself. Like it's just I'll your put skin. On. I put moisturizer on. Yeah, but like that's that your skin absorbs sometimes, it. Sometimes more than others. <laughs> that is very true. But yeah, like sometimes you know I wear mascara, so that that could smear. And I have walked around looking crazy. So I'm like, yo, Earl, tell me if I need to wipe a little mascara off. And you're not very good about that. Mm-hmm. So I have to, you know, check and be like, oh, I have to wipe this off because I don't wear makeup and I only wear like raw oils and butters. So there is like some residue grease in all my little creases. So it does spread around. I look a little crazy. You know, I have like tight teeth and food may get stuck in them. And you also are not very good about that. You've gotten better. Oh, yeah. I was about to say. You've gotten a bit better. But I definitely would hate to be walking around. I eat spinach all the time with a piece of spinach in my teeth. Like I have so many times in my life. Mm. Just little things like that. Yeah. You know, and I know that my hair is kind of long and it's looking crazy. So I just don't want to curl popping out. But you don't even look at it. And I don't even have a phone with me. So I was like, fuck it. If it's popping out, it's popping out. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's definitely. Like, if it pops into my mind, I'll think about it. I'll check it out. But I'm not, like, waiting to go to a bathroom to go look at myself to see if everything's perfect. Yeah. You know? Make sure you're still presentable as the day goes on. The other day, I was surprised at myself. I think it was on Tuesday. I wore the linen dress and I had some coffee I got from Starbucks. I was super excited. And then I drank it all without slipping. Uh, spilling. Spilling a, a drop. Thank you. <laughs> and as soon as I said that, I looked down. And then I spilled three drops on my dress. I was like, God damn it. So I dapped it with water, but you could still see the stains. I was like, there's nothing I can do about that. So I just moved on and I didn't think about it anymore. So that feels nice because that was certainly not the case before. Like I would, I have driven to stores to like buy a new shirt because I had like a stain on it yeah. if I was going somewhere. So yeah, no, it's, it's definitely the latter, which feels much better, which is why I cut my hair off, mm. which is how this conversation started at the beginning. Yeah. 
Because this girl walked into the salon after I had already spent two plus hours of my life dyeing my hair in $300 worth of service. I was like, hey, Tracy, I think I want to chop it off. Like, I called you out of nowhere. I was like, girl, I think I'm chopping off my hair. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> there was no thought into that other than that moment. And then I looked at a few pictures. I was like, I think this one might be might be okay. And as a documentarian of, of oneself, when you look back at these photos, what, like, what do you, are you, you're seeing, oh, the long hair, like how much time I used to spend on it, like where I was at in life at that time. What, like, it's more so just, it, it, to me, like I've been remarking on this, it's just interesting how malleable and, and adaptive we are. And it just, like when I look at myself, especially that picture on the fireplace, it looks like a completely different person. I was a bit skinnier then. I had long, curly, natural, sort of dyed hair. Like, that just looks very different from who I am now. So it's interesting to look back at that. Obviously, you know, I can think of, like, this was generally around this time of the year. You know, so maybe this was going on and, and maybe think about that. But, yeah, it's just, it's it's cool to see that I have not stayed in the same place. Like, things have changed drastically. They've just moved up and down. And that feels, that feels cool to look back on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I enjoy that. You know, I'm... I enjoy sharing my fat pictures with people or like that disgusting video of my body <laughs> that I have saved because I remember like I remember that moment. I was like, oh, wow. Like I look and feel like absolute garbage. Like I, this is disgusting. And <laughs> like both how I feel and how I look. So it's interesting like to be able to not be in that space anymore three years later. You're, but to you're, look back, you're spilling out a little bit. That was spilling out a lot of bit. Spilling a out. lot of bit. Yeah, I feel to, like we yeah. could do like a pull it up, Jamie, so that way, like, <laughs> like you could just be floating here in the young, air. Young Jamie, young yeah, Jamie, yeah, yeah it's just it's spilling just, out is crazy. You know, I was, I was disgusting. Like it's just, it was nasty, and I felt nasty, but I didn't know, like that this wasn't required of me. Yeah, you know, I, I just, I, I had no information. <laughs> I had, I had nothing. Yeah, as we've spoken about before, it's very, it can. You know, Blaze came on here and spoke about how people will sort of let her eat whatever she wants to because they'll sort of sweep it under the rug under the guise of, oh, you're getting gains. You're so strong. Like, yeah, do your thing, Blaze. And she feels like that's an issue, right? Yes. It's interesting the things that we don't really see as, as huge issues. Um, like, I think we do see them as huge issues. We're just scared and uneducated. Yeah, but some addictions, like if you, when you start doing heroin often, it looks bad, right? <laughs> There's just something about the belt and the slapping yeah. the fucking veins and, and getting the, the veins nice spoon. and strong, getting the spoon going, yeah. some shit bubbling up like you're a chemist in the house, getting a needle, you know, getting it in there, <laughs> putting it in your fucking blood, uh, right, nodding yeah. off, you know, drool coming down from like there's something that looks crazy about that. But we've gotten so okay with just like eating donuts and, and candy and, and just slurpees and whatever the fuck else, where we don't look at that as we do heroin addicts. Yeah. Like when you see someone just eating a cheeseburger and a McFlurry and a large fry and, a, and some chicken nuggets on the side and finishing slurping it down with a Snickers bar after, right? Like it doesn't. Now, to the right eye, to the trained eye, you're kind of looking, I'm like, oh, 
shit. Like this doesn't. What do you do? Yeah, babe? like this. this you, that is all poison. Like, and you're you 41 should, years old, and that's you know what, what you're mean? having for breakfast. Drinking it down with a with a d- glass of brandy. You know what I mean? Late, big slurp. Late in the evening, you're like, oh fuck, like that's just poison. But we don't look at that the same way. But when you see someone that's just binge eating, that's just just yes. fucking. Slurping. Well, we've just, seen it when people order food sometimes at work. We when have. We're ser- like that's I've experienced that one too many times, and it's I'm sad. trying not to just show all of my emotions. But I'm looking at this like person going into savage mode. Like, give me the stuffed French toast, and we're gonna start with the monkey bread, and then we want to add a side of potatoes and bacon, and maybe like two or three eggs on the side. And that's an order for one person, and they're only gonna share the monkey bread. Mm. And they eat it all because you go back and then you clear the plate Sop and there's it nothing up there. And a little cream cheese, extra syrup. Yeah, it's just it's it's very sadly stereotypical, mm. you know. And that's what saddens me the most. That it's like, oh wow, like I like I really wanted you not to do this. Mm. Like I, uh, this is not good. And then they have a little baby who's starting the tradition. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're just, and that's how I've been fat my whole life. Well, yeah, I told you that story of like this family of eight people, and it was like four generations of people at the table. And they did not drink one glass. They didn't want no water on that goddamn table. That's they said, so They said, go crazy. ahead and take that water away. They'll, too, have Sprites. We take Coca-Colas on this side. They'll have ginger ale over there. But it was just nothing but sodas. That's, and they all had at least five. That's a different kind of breed. It's a lot. Like You're just you drinking soda no, all day. It's one thing to, like, just not drink the water on the table. But you say remove the water? Yeah, like that's you, different. You declare it. Get the water out of here. <sighs> I don't. Jesus. I don't want the water here. Get the water out of here. Don't put water in front of us we just drink soda yeah man that's that's pretty wild yeah it's pretty it's pretty nasty to see so but okay so that's kind of yeah that's that's it i just i i enjoy looking back it feels much nicer now to be able to look at things and see a very huge difference like to be proud of these very nasty videos because i no longer look or feel that way yeah. because i certainly wasn't obviously showing them before to anybody yeah. like i didn't show you that video till like 2 years later <laughs> i just wanted you i just wanted to know the motivations behind the the affinity for aesthetics and just like looking at yourself and like oh this this dress or i you know but i realize that it's not just about you because you'll be like oh i just bought this new coaster i you bought know this I pillow <laughs> i bought this <laughs> thing i got this thing and it I looks just, like this and i like the way this thing feels and the way that it, the light when the light hits this thing it shines and makes it a different color i'm like hey man it's just like i like when things look nice man like i like this little coaster and i like this clear mug and like i'm not sp- I'm not taking this with my day. Like, this is not at the forefront of my mind. But, like, when I pick it up, it's, like, a nice little surprise. It's, like, oh, Mm -hmm. like, what a cool thing. I love that I can see my coffee through my mug. Like, I love that my nails look the way that they do. You know what I mean? You're asking me about why I do this. It's just, it's a reminder. Because, like, I forget about these things Mm -hmm. because I'm not thinking about them. And then I'll, like, I'll catch a glimpse. when you said, well, it's wearable art, it's, like, okay. Yeah. Like, just off of that alone, that makes sense. It's just wearable art. And, I like, I love that my home can be, like, a safe space for all these funky little things like i love that my unfinished (laughs) messed up painting is just sitting up there you know and and that i have no lights in the bathroom 
that I can change to 20 different settings. I didn't know that existed until three weeks ago. I just found one. That's another. (laughs) Like I found one when I was cleaning and then I had to buy two more because it was the coolest thing. I'm like, I can just come in here and have a party or relax by myself in the bathroom. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, I have so much fun in the bathroom by myself. I I would never think of just changing the color of the lights when I'm in there. Like, you know what? I think I'm feeling indigo today instead of. Yeah. I usually stay on relax, which is like the light purple, but like sometimes I want like a little soft white or a soft yellow, you know, but you know what I think I have figured out for myself. I have figured out so funny, man, all the little things that make me happy. And I just like exploit them. Essentially, I want you to do all. I know. (laughs) Yeah, just I feel very content with all the stupid little things that I do. Feel so happy, Earl. Look, I just bought this new uh, dish soap dispenser, and when you you spray it out, it foams, and you know, and And it reduces the use. (laughs) It saves you money, and it cleans better. That is so exciting for me, and I enjoy feeling excited by myself. Last night, I went to Target and went grocery shopping on my own. My God, it was so great. It was so great. It was like I went on a date. <laughs> it was phenomenal. I was just prancing around 8 p.m. Target. There's a grocery shopping. It was so much fun. Oh, my God. It's just, and I get to observe, like, who's out at this this time, you know? Mm-hmm. Everyone looks tired. So many fights going on. Like, there's this, like, very grown, like, latter-end teenage boy. And he was like, yo, Dad, I want those shoes. He's like, you're not going to get those fucking shoes. Like the dad to the kid. And I'm like, oh, that obviously like wasn't a good interaction. Yeah, everyone's just like exhausted and bitter at the end of the day. And here I am just no, like I told you, yeah, people be weird, you know, yeah. like those guys at the gym where it was a father and son. And then the son's just like, dad, oh my God. dad, you're a motherfucker, man. And he's just like, yeah, I am. He's just like, actually, no, you are. Like, you do fuck my mom. Like, you you, you are a motherfucker. That's I should, so weird. I should, I should beat you up. And he's like, oh, you know, I don't fuck your mom so much anymore. Like, it was it was a real conversation <laughs> these motherfuckers were having, but it was like fun. I like that. And then they started flexing in the mirror together and just like, oh, you, you, you really? do fuck my mom like it like kind of persisted a little like it was said too many times like what is going on here like, that's when things a spade has to be called spade whatever that means and why people say that i don't know but we can all agree that that's little it's there's and some no, it was weird it was there's weird. some a bit deeper here that probably we should be talking about but you know so so again the attention behind things always mattering me always bringing this up every single pod episode intention yeah and so when i ask you about that it's you know it's like the conversation we're just having off off air with like how much money do <laughs> you, you have like how much money do you have to allocate towards things that are not yeah. great right if it's for the cause if you want to if you feel like there's a demographic of people that are underrepresented and they've been marginalized and they haven't been able to make money for whatever set of reasons and you want to express support for them like, that's a very interesting conversation. I've had that conversation with my mom, my sister. Yeah. I've, I've had that conversation with various people of different demographics. And it's like you, you see everyone on that spectrum of like, you know, people like you that are like, well, I want to support good products. Like, I want to support people that at least it feels as though they're putting their best foot forward and like they're trying to give the best product. All I want is just like to do things with the correct intention. I don't want to do it because... It seems like the right thing to do. It's like, why do I want to do well, it? Well, what if the right thing to do is is the intention? Like, well, I want to do what I feel like is the right thing. And so maybe the right thing right now isn't just getting myself the best product. 
Like I, I can do that. I have the money to go. Let's say, I, okay, because the, the conversation comes down to how much money do you have to allocate towards yeah. charitable or just charity, right? Charitable acts. So if you know you want to give money to support women or black people or whatever, gay people, whatever it is, and you know that wherever you're going, that store, that establishment, that website, that app isn't the best quality. You know where you get your shit from usually. And you're like, this shit is I haven't seen anything that's better than what I usually use. So I'm going to buy what I usually use because I like the quality. And also because I have X amount of dollars within my budget for charity, this could go in the charity bucket. It doesn't have to be cancer, you know, research. It doesn't have to be getting things to blind people. It doesn't have to be allocation for veterans. Like It could just be charitable in the sense of I'm going to give money to these people I feel like are marginalized and I'm going to try to give them some money because I feel like I believe in the vision and that down the road they'll be able to give better resources, better products. Then I would just prefer to give them money. I don't want the product because that's really the thing for me. Mm. Like it, it just seems wasteful. That's kind of wild. Giving somebody. Yeah. Because if they're not taking. Well, I'm not well, saying. Earl, I've done that. I have gone by. I think, yeah, people are just scared of that because that's just honest. Of just saying, hey, I listen, I don't want your product, but I would like to give you some money. Yes, because I saw some girls on my way to the gym last summer. So freaking cute. They were so excited jumping around that they probably hadn't seen a car in hours. <laughs> they were just too excited to see me. So I gave them $20, but I was like, I like I'm I don't really care for any lemonade because I don't want some nasty ass lemonade that I'm going to then have to go throw away because I'm not going to drink it. And you're yeah, and you're also taking their product yeah. that they could be using for the next and person. And I have $20 cuz I asked them. I was like, "Oh, like I think they were raising money. That's what it was for some like some charity." And I wanted to know. I was like, "You know, like how did you guys come up with this concept? And it was this super adorable, like seven year old little girl. She was like, Oh, you know, like I have a friend that forgot the story, essentially like had something wrong with them. She was like, and I really wanted to help out. So I figured like, why not sell lemonade? Mm. I was like, Oh, here's take all of my money. Right. <laughs> like here's 20 bucks. And they were over the moon. And again, I don't want the lemonade. Mm. So I, yeah, I definitely, I have done that. I would, I would love to donate to causes. Yeah. I just, I, I hate the idea of supporting something that is actually not great and then pretending that it's great because it's supporting the cause that I wanted to support mm. because I can just say, Hey, I would love to, like, I love what you're doing. And I think it's great. Like I really don't, like, I don't want the product. I don't want the food or the service, whatever it may be. But like, I, like I want to support you and what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very different. I just, I don't want to pretend that things are great when they're not. Exclusivity versus inclusivity. Right. And the, the meshing between those two things, yeah. that's where the intention comes in. And yeah. I think that's where, you and I are always kind of going back and forth yeah. on these conversations of how do you. I think it's like, just what, impossible like, to do it. That's it. Because if you want to get because this is this has just been my question to you. Like, I have no issues with you saying it's weird when people sort of rally together as one demographic and just say this is just these people like it's just going to be. Just only women only here. No men allowed. Or it's just black only here. Don't come here if you're not here, if you're not black or you're not just here to support black people, whatever the case is, um, because you see that as um, divisive. 
right? You see that as exclusive. Yes. Um, and it's yeah. It's just I, I think it's tough because if you if you hmm. because my question is well then how do you do it? Like how do you? I just need a, a another answer. Like how do you get those people the support and the, the money and the resources that they need? If you don't try to call them out and say, hey, listen, everybody come out. We're, we're going to try to bring people through and pump money through this community. Like what like what is the alternative? Like you just hope that at some point in time it happens for them. You know, so there's like no, that's, there, that's there's some there's some sort of start of exclusivity that allows people the opportunity to be included in the game of life. Right. Everyone, just like Monopoly, it starts out with the five hundred dollars or the thousand dollars, except for in this game, everybody doesn't start yeah. off with that. Right. So then you try playing Monopoly when I start off with five thousand and you start off with five dollars. It's not going to go well for you because I'm going to start buying shit immediately and you I'm going to knock them socks off immediately. You're not fitting to go around once you, you, you're going yeah. to get fucked up immediately. You hitting Park Place, you hitting all of them shits, and I'm taking you for everything, Boardwalk, I'm taking you for everything you got yeah. immediately. Yeah, and, you know, maybe maybe that's the only way to do it, but I just, like, I can't help but think, but driving by that restaurant here in Leesburg and seeing, like, hiring women only and just thinking of, like, wow, what if there's, immediately I just thought of, like, what if there's a guy around here who's, like, the most qualified for this job? Yeah, like he's he hits everything and he needs a job really, really badly, but he's never going to get that opportunity because she's a woman and she's not she has nothing really on her resume, but they needed someone and she applied first. So she's going to get hired and he's not. <laughs> and that just and that's weird. So I can I can accept. Like, I, I would want the conversation to just be a bit more honest, like it's not just inclusive. And, and I think it's we need to accept that there's a lot of exclusivity in the inclusivity. Yeah. You know, because I do I do want people with no resources to be helped. I want to help and I want to do, you know, what feels right for me, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't want to do it because it's woman owned or because it's Puerto Rican owned or because it's black owned or because it's a, whatever minority veteran owned. Like, I think those those things are they're just peculiar, yeah. you know, like I don't want to be lured to a place because of what they identify as, because I that's the last thing that I yeah. like. I don't think about it ever. Like when I look in the mirror, I'm not thinking of Von Marie, the woman with short hair. Like I'm just like looking at this like vessel and like if I need to like fix something, I fix it and then I'm out. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously that hasn't always been the case for me. But yeah, I think, yeah, I just, and I think that's usually my issue. I just like want things to just be a bit more, more honest, you yeah. know, just a bit more transparent is more so. Mm-hmm. what i'm uh going for yeah i used to have a lot more resistance towards people doing that and then i just think i i, I became more realistic yeah and it I, is what it is and man. i just realized how people are and that they want to that we're all in tribes and people want yeah. to be with people that they feel comfortable with people that look like them they eat roughly the same foods yeah. You know, they understand the lingo that they use. They just feel comfortable. They understand the overall vibe of what it is that we're about and what, what we do here. No one's, no one's going to, you know, penalize us for smoking weed over here or throwing ass back. 
you know, screaming over loud music, like because everyone here understands how we feel about what we do. So we're not going to have people looking at us like we're crazy. But if I go somewhere else and I want to just be me and be free and express myself that way, I might get weird looks because they're going to be like, oh, look at these niggas over here acting this way. And it's like, all right, I'd much rather just go to a place where everyone understands how I feel so I can just be free and just be me because they all doing it too. So I understand wanting to be in that pocket. Yeah, but then we also have the conversation of, you know, you are what you attract. Mm. And if you want to be in spaces where that's happening, that's great. But some other people don't. Yeah. Because that. And so that's why people make those spaces and they're like, well, we're just going to go have our community over here. Yeah, but yeah, just I think there's just such a lack of like truth and honesty because not everyone in those spaces enjoys that certain type of environment. You know, they enjoy pieces of it and parts of it. But I don't think that everyone that's there is just let's say if we're just using throwing ass and screaming, like not everyone is just about throwing ass and screaming. You know what I mean? So that's that gets that gets murky as well. Mm. Yeah, it's just you don't have to just be yourself at all moments in time. Like just, you know, you can adapt a little bit but yeah just i think i think there's so much exclusivity in, in those type of places it, it just gets a little weird well the the guy ibram x kendi right oh god so, that's scary so his idea was in order to write the racism and discrimination of the past you have to be rigorously like racist or discriminatory yeah. now like that is that is his idea like my my Feeling my sense about this and my question the whole time I've been wrestling mm-hmm. with this idea is when do we know like, like, let, let, like, like yeah, like let's say that that That's was the saying. answer. Like when do we know it's enough and you need to stop that rigorous discrimination? Because are you looking for you're looking for data? I'm assuming you're looking for polls and surveys that say that these people that were held back for X amount of years have now flourished in their where these other majority people are in the field of science, the field of agriculture, the field of whatever. Like, how do you how do you add these numbers up? And when do you say, OK, the, the heavy discrimination yeah, is enough. We now need to pull back. And now everyone is equal in the race. Or- because the thing is, you don't because there's no equation. And like, this is all just subjective information. It's tough, and like, yeah, man. it's just it's it's a tricky one, but it just. It just really doesn't feel like for me, you just have to redo the other things to get to the right place. I think there's just no right answer. And I think people have to be okay. You know what I think it is? What do you think it is? I think that this is a tough pill to swallow. And I don't think that this will be popular. Okay. I think. People have to get over it? Yeah. I think so too, because let me tell you something. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. If you lose sleep tonight, if you get four hours of sleep tonight, you are not going to catch up on that sleep tomorrow. Yeah. You're not going to catch on that sleep the next day. You're going you're going to get a, a decent night's sleep yeah. maybe, but you you're not going to regain all the hours of sleep that you've lost in your life. You're not going to catch up on that. It's not going to happen. You lost that sleep. All that sleep that you didn't get all those nights of your life, those are gone. You're not catching up on those hours of sleep. It's not going to happen, right? So now you have to go on in life and realize that you're not getting those hours back. 
It's it, it sucks, but like now you have to continue life and maybe just try That's to get done. Try to get good today. Try to get yeah. good sleep today and good sleep tomorrow and, and move on. I think things of the past of that nature that are just that deeply embedded. I don't think that you just eradicate that. I don't no. I don't think that it's just completely put back together and i so, really like, don't and people are going to suck forever and people are going to be dumb for a long time because i have been catcalled and made feel unsafe throughout my whole life by men in public spaces in broad daylight i couldn't even give you a count or i have felt Everything from anger to terror. <laughs> like, there have been a few instances. Amusement. Amusement, yeah. And I, two, maybe three times I have felt like things could definitely take a turn for the worse and there might be some real danger. I've never felt like a life or death situation, but it felt like it could potentially get to that place if time allowed. And they have been, and every one of them has been so disgusting and appalling and, and just like a slap in the face of like, Wow. You just look at this little gazelle in your eyes and you think that you can just speak to me. This little bunny rabbit. This little bunny rabbit and speak to me however the fuck you want. But guess what? Men are also the most comfortable people in my life. Right. Like I also feel the most comfortable with men at all moments in time, not with women. And by no means do I wake up in the mornings and think, oh, let's see which motherfucker is out to get me today. Like that's that's already done. I'm only in that space when that moment is happening. Like I'm not looking at a like a group of men and thinking like, oh, which like which one is it in this group? Like, you, there's creeps everywhere, and in all shapes and sizes. So, yeah, I'm just I'm really not with the whole like victim thing because like because that will happen. And some men suck, and some women hold suck. On, what, 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 the victim. Th- hold on because a sec, because that was it, very vague. So well, it's just the whole. People might think, oh, so I, victims don't exist. So I think the whole safe space for women can get super weird. Because I don't think that there's, which which is every space, but especially women, there's just a lot of girls that I know that I went to school with or just known from Instagram that are on the same idea of, like, we have to keep each other safe. Like, for men. I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah, but this is, this is a rhetoric that, like, men are just not good and that they're very far and few in between. Like I, I had a person tell me recently, you know, men ain't shit as they're providing a service for me. Like, you know, they like I fucking hate them. Like they're they're just like horrible. But she's like, but your, your boyfriend might be OK because I had already expressed that I had a partner. And it was like, oh, wow, like you were making me feel uncomfortable because, you know, that's not how I feel about men especially with have spoken about my partner and then you realize that we're not sharing this space together so, and, and now you make it weird for yourself so your experience has probably granted you this perspective right but you've you've been around as you've told me plenty of times a lot of really cool guys yeah and a lot right? of weird guys right but but of course but you haven't been really taken advantage of in in a very deep way. I don't think a very deep way, but in many, but a lot of women have, Oh, I've been 16 years old talking to like 28 year old men on the internet. And like then later realized, Oh, we should have been having the conversations we were having. And then there are other people that are raped. Well, of course. Okay. So 
that was not you. So what I'm saying is... But also everyone is not just raped. That's very true. Now, there are also tons of people that have friends that were raped and they hear rape stories and they go to colleges and they watch these documentaries about all these numbers of girls that are raped and molested or harassed. And so it is a real danger, right? You've gotten lucky enough to not actually be in one of those types of situations. But if you know a friend that has, because it's not because it's not like few and far between there are plenty i think of people. we all know people whether you know it or not that have been sexually assaulted yeah and sometimes you hear the stories and they're visceral stories that like people are carrying Certainly. around and so what i'm saying is with those experiences at hand it's like yeah we should probably protect each other because i got a friend that xyz happened i this happened with me a long time ago like they have experiences and they're like, we should probably protect each other if we're going out on a hike or we're going out to the well, bar. That's, that's one thing, because I also no, 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 that's that's an, what you're getting misconstrued here is just like the idea in general, like that we just have to protect ourselves completely from the species to the point that we should stop thinking about them the way that we have. Mm. In a way, no, because I also don't feel comfortable hiking alone just oh, yet. Well, well, listen, we I, listen. You know how I felt about a, a friend of ours and that person's significant other that told them oh, that, that that said in a conversation That's with all three of us involved that said I would like, and this was coming on the tail end of me saying if I could, as I've said too many times now, probably. If I could choose, I would probably be bisexual. Like, it just seems to make sense to me because you're opening yourself to more people, more opportunities, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a a higher sort of resolution for for meaning with other with human beings. And this person on the tail end of that said, oh, yeah, actually, if I got to choose, I would only be interested in women, this being a woman, yes. because I feel like we as women are wasting our time on men. And and that's the and, rhetoric and, I speak of. And this woman was sitting next to her significant other on FaceTime with me, like as, as this was being said. And I was like, oh, shit, this is. Uh, is everyone like reading reading this the way that (laughs) i'm reading this right right. now like this is a little wild right now so like what what there are layers to what was just said from the way i'm reading it this person just said if i could choose i would not be with this person i'm sitting next to right now i i ultimately think that i am wasting my time with a person like this if this person could be someone different or I could be with someone that was like this person or better or whatever, and they had a vagina, I would definitely do that. I'm just not attracted to yeah. them, so I can't. So I'm with this person by default. Right. Right. Like, that's a certain rhetoric that, that, that is alarming to me because I, I, don't, I don't feel that. And I feel like there's clearly a, a huge uh, force of... of hate and resentment there towards the male species. Earl, I don't think it's cool that I have to feel like I have to be 10 times more vigilant when I'm out by myself at night like I was yesterday. <laughs> like, I don't feel as safe when you are around me, obviously, and I'm paying much less attention when you're around. But I'm 10 times more vigilant and I'm more Well, present. I think you said that incorrectly. Oh, did but, I? Well, yeah, but what you're saying is that you feel much more safe. Yes, yes. much safer, yes. Yes, obviously, with a man of your stature mm-hmm. around and yeah, it's not cool. And 
I wish that I could just go everywhere at all moments in time and feel like a six foot five, four man, but I'm not. And does it suck? Yeah. And would I wish that it was different? Absolutely. Because it really sucks that I have probably 20 times a higher chance of getting kidnapped and raped than you do if you were caught in a funky situation. But guess what? I'm no longer going to be going to gas stations very late at night if I can help it. Mm. Like, I'm just, I don't want to risk that. You know what I mean? And is it ridiculous that I have to do that? Yeah, sure. But I don't, I don't want to fuck around and maximize my chances of being in danger. You know, and it's one of those things that, yeah, I, like I, you have to kind of accept. Just make sure you fill up that gas at noon. Yeah, man. Does it suck? Sure. Is it fair? Absolutely not. But I, I want to make sure that I'm good. So I'm going to try to do my best. This is not to say that someone can't just take me in the middle of the day or that a woman can't shoot me up at Walmart. at noon. Like anything can happen. But yeah, some things are just not as easy Yeah, when you're a tiny little person. I get so. it. You're just looking for more well-rounded discussion. Yeah. Let's just talk about both uh, things. About it. Yeah. yeah. About whatever. Because there's a little truth in both of them almost always. Yeah. Yeah, I have that, to run to the restroom very quick. Okay, go for it. Bathroom break. Yeah. That's fine. I gotta put my little sweatshirt on. Just hold it here. Nice. I will say I do think that uh, hating the other gender for the most part is like a it's a young person's game. Uh, you would think. I know, right? So I was about to ask you, like, you think. what are the what are the ages of the? I'm 27. The pe- no, no. Okay. So the people that I'm talking about are people that I graduated high school with, or are older than me yeah that's what i'm talking about like if you get the age 40 you're 45 like you don't hear like full grown-ass adults oh, okay i talking. see what you're saying yeah, yeah like our parents are not speaking this way yeah Oof, that's what God. i think it's just a lacking of experience but like once you get past a certain age you're like yeah. let's just pe- let's just people being people yeah. like it's not an us versus them type of deal not not so much in the genders people be getting older and like still be racist and shit like that yeah, like, yeah. that's the thing like the older like <laughs> that's funny that racism doesn't evolve with age. <laughs> no, no, but this, but the sexism doesn't. It doesn't seem to that hate and resentment towards the other gender, like treating them wrong, doesn't seem to scale the same way through age as like racism. Does. I just think I have such a big aversion to it because <laughs> we're also just talking about shit like we know what the fuck we're talking about. Well, here. I was gonna say for me, this is my sense of things. It's more so this whole idea of not having truthful conversation because no one was ever truthful with me until about. Three and a half years ago when I met you, like I... What are we talking... Oh, just truthful in general. Yeah, just truthful. Not about any particular yeah, thing. Yeah, just just truthful. And I feel like that is that is lacking so often in relationships. And that's why I kind of have a hard time with pushing myself to just be with new people. Because it doesn't feel like that space is open whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Because whilst I can very much like so many things about you and care about you and want to spend more time with you, but you say some things that are kind of, kind of really sound kind of off to me. And then I think we should explore because, like, you believe in them and then they make up your person. Mm. But I also don't feel like you're going to feel comfortable with me bringing How it up in conversation. How much time do you allot for people to open up to you? Like, because if it's day one, you're hanging out with someone and they don't want to talk about certain things about themselves. Do you do you feel like they ought to be comfortable off the rip with, like, everything in their no. life? You're like, okay, maybe... Like week two, I should maybe revisit that or maybe after a month or something like that. Like how, I, how me, open do you think people ought to be that's with, their, a great question. with their information? To me, if you have already shared vulnerable things with me and you feel very comfortable about sharing things that sounds like you don't usually would just share with people, regardless of whether we're two weeks or two years into our relationship. And then I still feel like I can talk to you about whatever's going on. 
then that's kind of how I gauge it. Like, because I'm not expecting for you to feel very comfortable talking about whatever it is. Because you also feel like very deep personal information too too soon is off-putting. For sure. All right. So we, so there's got to be some sort of balance. Yeah, you feel it like- just depends on the relationship with that person. Because mm-hmm. it could be two weeks with you, but it could be five months with this other person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it, just, it just depends on the person and the relationship that we're kind of trying to build and how that's going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because we, I have this person in my life that... I have given quite a bit of my time to in the past, what, six, eight months, something like that, whatever time is, who knows, you know, and there are things that I certainly didn't think that I would feel comfortable bringing up four or five months ago, but I feel like a lot of things have been shared in the past eight months and there's things happening that I certainly would want to speak about if this relationship were to grow any further, but I definitely don't feel like that person not only is in a space, but willing and able to have this conversation. So now I know that I have to take the biggest step back yeah. because I know that you're not ready and I'm like, and that's okay, but I'm not going to keep pursuing this. So. Yeah. Well, I, I had met someone that was on the pod a while ago and before they were on the pod, they were at, they had asked me about something and I don't know why this was my response, but whatever I, I told them about in an eldest brother of mine trying to commit suicide yeah. some wild way and me going to visit him in the hospital years and years ago. And and that person was like, you could tell, like, you, they were looking at me like, what the fuck is this dude? You know, it was my very first time meeting them. And I believe after the pod, she was like, so you you give up quite a lot of yourself. Um, like, does that not worry you at all? Like, what, like how, what do you think about people that will take information that you just so you know, gratuitously give out in trying to manipulate that information or sabotage you in some sort of way or cause you any harm with the information you put out. Like, why do you feel so comfortable pretty much just stating these things to people that you don't know, you know, like in real time, face to face, let alone get on a podcast and then stream it on all streaming platforms? I think as always, everything comes back to intention because, you know, when someone is like comfortable with just being open about themselves because they're an open person or whether you're sharing things and it doesn't seem to you as the person sharing this that it's coming off this way but I can see the sad I can see why you're sharing this and it's not because you want to share it with me it's because you're so sad and it's weighing so heavy on your mind and you're trying to process it and it helps to speak about it and, and process it in real time so it's not that you just feel comfortable with me and you want to share this thing is that you feel comfortable and you want to share it and you're very sad and you need to figure it out. Like there's just a lot of, I think, subconscious aspects of this that people are not taking into account. You know, when our first date, I there were a lot of things going on in my life. You know, my yeah. cousin had gotten murdered and then another one was blind and then a deer hit my car and then I had an accident after I fixed my car and almost died and then this guy dumped me on my birthday from his house. And then two weeks later, we're hanging out at a bowling alley. And like, hey, nice to meet you. I'm the girl from downstairs. Uh, yeah. uh, you wanted to hang out with me. So yeah. here, here I am. And I really went into that Earl, with just like no expectations whatsoever. It was like, fuck it. Like, this is what my month has been like. Like, yeah. what's a nice date with like a non-weird person? Like, that sounds... Super cool and normal. And at a bowling alley, please. Like, by all means, (laughs) let me do something that seems just 
even keeled for once in a month. So yeah, just it comes down to intention because we are the same way and, and the fact that we're very open about what's going on in our lives, but by no means does it seem like we're just trying to sh- share it because it has to get off our chest. And that's really right. it. You know what I mean? It's just like, this is, this is what's going on with me at the moment versus like, I need to get this out. Like I need to vent. So this is something that has often come up. Well, not often, but has come up with us is my, my lack of a need to share things. Right. In that, in that there but yours is, is a bit different. No, it, it's only different because it's extreme. Well, it's like, because you don't get in tune with excitement for most things. Like you don't. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's all. That's, that's that's. I think that's more so it for you because when you're in here, it's different, and you had butterflies in your stomach and you had to get up. You know, when like I haven't really seen you feel that way about but, many things, and, what, but, unless but, it's but pod the, related. But the thing is, is that even in that. I just house my giddiness inside of my body. Like I don't, I'm never running being like, yo, come look at this thing and check this thing. Like it's the, but for you me, have like your the, version of that, which is, which is what I think it's just very mild, you know, of just like showing something very simple. I think, here. I think it's just me like putting things up or enjoying it. And then it's you coming and observing me enjoying something. But that's that's all of your own volition. Well, yeah. Like, like I'm, ne- I'm never like, yo, come like you got to come like that's never the, the case. So a lot of the times I house my thoughts, I house my emotions, my, my giddiness, my excitement for things, whatever. Yeah. And it's just so it the, there is a lack of desire to show what like what I'm excited about. That's that's what I'm saying. And yeah. there, there are other people that really want to speak about what's going on. Like they need you to know what's going on. And I was there. There was yeah, a point yeah. in time where I really needed everyone yeah, to yeah. know what was going on in my mind. Like I needed people For to know. Sure. And I just don't feel that way anymore. So I understand wanting to show people things, wanting to try to process ideas by yeah. speaking about them therapeutically and, and getting that off of your chest. And it it's settling in you differently afterwards. Um, but yeah, I just now nah, I just don't really have much of a desire to, sh- to show yeah, just, it's, it's the same. It's Instagram. It's Instagram. Yeah. Like you're not, I, I will cut a clip from these podcasts. I'll post it. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Right. May, may double click one or two things or comment and say, Oh man, you look beautiful. That's fantastic. And I'm out. I just don't have the natural inclination that humans do yeah. to take a phone out and snap it, document it, show it. That's another like version I, I of just that, I yeah. don't have that inclination to do so. Um, this is easy to do. Like I just get yeah. to have a conversation and all I had to do was push this record button and just let that thing do its thing. Yeah. You know, I don't have to take attention off of you in this conversation yeah. in order to make sure that the thing that the people are seeing it or hearing it, I don't have to do that. But I do have to do that if I am to document what I'm Everything. doing. I do have to stop the experience to make sure that it's happening and the lighting is good and the angles are good and this picture is exactly the way I want it to be. I have to stop the experience. So I'm just I'm just not really into stopping the experience to show something else. I just don't have, I just don't have that inclination. Um, and so that's, that's kind of where that comes from. I think 
yeah, so I'm not often just in conversation offering up uh, a ton of things unless it just makes sense within the conversation, but, but it's not because of a I mean. need. Yeah, it's just it makes sense in conversation and it's honest. Right. Like, so you're just not omitting things that should have been there because they may be too honest. It's just like, well, this is what happened. Even like, though we've had those moments. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and that happens. But the more comfortable you get within yourself, because if not, I'm just just not going to share it, yeah. you know, which is why it feels much better. To share these moments with each other instead of trying to twist the story or, or say different words. No. no. Because that's that's weird. Lying to people <laughs> is really weird. You know? And I still mm. may do that because I really don't like people in my business. Like, mm. like I'm not like I'm not that person <laughs> anymore. And I really don't respect it. Mm. Like I used to be a nosy person and ask you all kinds of things, but like if you really don't know me and you're inquiring about very, very private things to me. You you get P- zero P- for PSA time. for people that don't know this, because I think that there are a ton of people that don't know this. So let okay. me give a little communications 101 right here. There are certain people that grew up in certain places, friends of mine that I've told you about before, enveloped in stories of, yes, of yes, this yes. ilk cut from this cloth, where there's been a very, very nice person trying to get information from someone else. They don't know how to just have conversation with someone right. and just glean information as it is unearthed naturally. So what people do is they just ask you questions because they don't know any other way to do it. So they're just like, yeah, so what's going on with you? You have, you have a boyfriend? <laughs> oh, yeah. Where, where is he? What does he do? Well, what do you do? How do you feel about that? Like when people start just just going off a cascade of questions that is called one of two things an interrogation <laughs> okay because it because questions are interrogative by the way if we want to take it to english class okay we're talking about interrogatives okay these are questions you're interrogating and when you just do it over and over and over this is either an interview or yeah. an interrogation which they bleed into each other depending upon the tone of voice when you're asking questions, either way, when you're having a conversation with someone, you don't want to be in either of those. You yeah. don't. I'm not interviewing for a fucking job or to be your friend, and I'm <laughs> and I'm not sitting here to be interrogated like I'm in the court of law. So why the fuck are you asking me question after question? I like I have I would be an idiot to not raise an eyebrow. Yeah. To, to not question like what your motives are, even though. That person may not have bad motives. And that's fine. They are just lacking communicational skills, and they don't know what they look like when they just ask a bunch of questions. But I'm just now removing myself from the situation because I I don't want to be in it. Like, if it's malignant or not, it doesn't matter to oh, me. Oh, yeah, because it just, it, it, I know because it's tough. It's sometimes it's like, tough I'm really to tell. sorry if it's not, but I don't really care to find out because I'm not going to give you any answers. So I'm going to lie. Or just walk away. <laughs> yeah, I usually don't. I usually don't lie. Usually, just I'm pretty quick on my feet, so I'll usually, if I feel like that's happening, I'll kind of just skirt the issue. I'll find a way around it. I'll say something that marginally kind of answers the question, or it's adjacent to the topic, and then move on or start ask or ask them a question and get the fuck out of there because it's like this is yeah, like this is weird. That's like, too you, much yeah, work. like you just seem like a detective. Yeah, I'm and like, I don't know what you're trying to detect, but I, I don't want to. I don't want to give that. <laughs> don't shit. detect nothing. Yeah, like it's just stop it's, detecting. It, it's weird, and and that's unfortunate because 
that video you sent me on Instagram a while ago, it was like this white dude in, in, in a mall. It's a black dude doing a video with him. And he was just mm. saying, listen, never attribute like mm. malice to what you can attribute to like uh um, incompetence. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, like it's not that they're being nasty people. Like f- mostly, people are decent people. Like they're not just running around trying to hurt other people. It's yeah. not most of the world. It's not mostly what's going on. But people are so incompetent in certain ways, especially when it comes to social etiquette, social yeah. cues, sociability as a whole. Right? It's awkward for a lot of people. So you have to attribute much more of what you think is malice to just incompetence. They just don't know how to have conversations with people. They don't know how to make people feel comfortable. They don't know how they're coming off when they just start rattling questions because to them, they're just having a conversation. I'm just trying to start a conversation. And they don't know how else to do it. And that's okay. You know, and I respect the and and I respect that, and I and I acknowledge that I'm also not the most optimum conversational partner sometimes, you know, and that's something that I'm not proud of. But I can't, like, I I don't want to really give my time to someone that's worse than me. (laughs) Like, I just, I don't because I don't want to have to. That sucks, right? Yeah, like, I mean, it's true. It's real. Like, I get it. I I just I don't, you know, and I and I that unfortunately has I think raised my standards a bit too high because I spend so much time speaking to you. And I know that I need to relax, but I prefer to sometimes not talk to people because I have a much better time listening to podcasts or doing something else where I just have to, like, let you go on a tangent about your delusion or just, like, very, very awkward social moments that only you are feeling awkward in because I'm fine. Well, what you have is a superpower, and this is how you use it. Because you feel comfortable with yourself and just looking at people and asking them questions about what it is you're interested in that has arisen from the conversation. Yeah. If someone starts to do that, if you if you feel now you don't have to clearly, right? Yeah. It's your prerogative. But if you feel comfortable enough, you could you could ask someone, as I have asked you, well, what are we trying to get to? Like, I, I realize you just asked me four questions in the span of 30 seconds. Like, hold on. Like, what, what are we looking for here? Yeah. Like, what, what is the end goal? Because through that conversation, we can, we can actually figure something out. And we can figure out a much more direct route of getting yeah. there. I was talking about storytelling yesterday here, right? Yeah. Joe Rogan has talked about it. You, I've loved the way that he's spoken about it because he speaks about it from a comedian standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like, Somebody comes up, hey, I got a bit I'm working on, young up-and-coming artist, you know, comedian. I got this bit I'm working on, and they'll talk to him and a bunch of other fucking comedians at the mothership down in Austin now. And they're trying to to get mentorship. And they'll tell them, oh, shit, you need that whole first part of that bit, you need to cut that out. Like, it's you're explaining too much. Like, human beings already understand that concept. You don't need to explain that so much. Cut all that out. That chops down, like, three and a half minutes where we're sitting there listening to you about shit we don't need to listen to you about. Jerry Seinfeld has talked about it. What was the woman's name he, he talked to? That was Kristen on, Wig. Kristen Wig. That was on Comedians Getting Coffee or yeah. whatever. It, when you're just around people that are funny and they know how to tell a good story and then you find yourself around people that yeah. just drag ass in stories and they just... They leave certain parts out that were like the biggest part. Like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you left that. Like later on, you figure out this piece of information. I can't be like, (laughs) how the fuck did you leave that out of the story? But you put all this bullshit in the story like you wasted so much time. (laughs) It wasn't effective. Like you didn't get the response you were looking for. Like, is there is there a response you're looking for? 
right? Intention, 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 mm-hmm. intention. Why are you speaking to me? <laughs> right. Like, what are you what are you trying to get across to me? What are you trying to say to me? What re- are you trying to evoke a certain response or, or a certain emotion? OK, well, you're not. You're not get so so you're doing a bad job. So yeah. what is that? That I'm going to download that fucking app essay from Jordan B. Peterson and his son. Yeah, I need I, to give it a shot. I want to know because his intention with that is not just for people to learn how to write how an to essay. It's how to it's how to formulate your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, sentences like complete. It's how to sentences. formulate your thoughts and take people step by yeah. step through your through your thoughts in an effective and efficient way. Like that's that's pretty much what that would be it cool is. To check out it is that's like how do cool. you how do you build a you know a, a thesis, right? You have your thesis statement like yeah. okay, this is kind of what it's going to be about. So you like know why. automatically why we're going into this. Like what about this thing interests you enough for you to write a fucking essay about it, <laughs> and let and let alone for someone else to read it. Yeah. Right. So like, what are you speaking about? And like, why would we read this thing or why would we listen to this thing? That's, you should think about that. Yeah. When you're about to speak to someone, like, why am I now? Now for me, now this goes much quicker, right? Because I, yes, it's not, next. it's not a slow process now, but you should just think, why am I about to speak to this person? Or am I just am I just doing it because I feel awkward and, and the, there's a silence here mm-hmm. and I need to fill this gap of silence because I feel very uncomfortable within silence. So I just got to say something. It doesn't have to make sense. I don't have to be trying to get to any objective. I don't I don't even have to really be interested in what I'm about to say. You well, say things, well, man. that gets weird. <laughs> you know, Earl. There's certain people at work, you know, that we have to be around that just be saying some bullshit. They just be saying shit. And it's like, yo, they just can say you shit. just stop? Like, if I could have the invisibility cloak <laughs> from Hogwarts, I'd pull that bitch out every time. It's like, please don't look at me. I wish that you would hear me walking by. Like, just stop talking Ima- to me. <laughs> I'm very visual. I just imagine, <laughs> just, like, someone somewhere walking up called? to you. Um, the disillusionment spell? Is that di- di- yeah, disillusionment spell. Yeah, disillusionment. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would love to, like, if that... <laughs> <laughs> Imagine someone walking like they're looking at you. They're walking over to you from like twenty feet out, and you're just like, <laughs> gone. They're like, oh. <laughs> well, because you know that's fucking hilarious. I'm getting to the point where, unfortunately, I think I'm becoming a much happier person, and people in my life are becoming a much more unhappy person. Is that well said? Uh, or less, ha- is less it, happy. Is it that or you're getting happier in noticing the contrast oh, between man. your growing happiness and where maybe they've just been stagnant? Maybe. It seems a bit sadder like, to some people, if, but let's, maybe let's, not. Because if they're at like a zero, let's say not neutral because maybe they seem sad to you actually. Yeah. And they're at like a negative five and you're at a two. Like you just you, you're yeah. you're more happy than the average person. You're at like a two. Yeah. But then you start to do things that encourage more happiness and joy in your life. And then you get to a five, like a level five happy person, but they're just still at negative one, negative two, whatever. That contrast is greater. So you're just like, (laughs) damn, they're sad. Yeah. But it's like, they didn't get sadder. You just got happier. Maybe so. Maybe so. That definitely could be the case. Yeah. And I just, mm, I'm sorry, but I do not want to be around that because I, not very often, literally almost, 
every single day, except maybe if I'm doing something stupid, I'm not having a great morning, but I feel so happy and excited to be alive and I go into work and then I just forget, damn, like no one's really sharing my energy. When people walk past you and they're like, man, fuck this place. Yeah. <laughs> And like you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, my God. It's like, wow, like, no one says anything because what What do you say to I, that? I come in there, it's 645, people are already arguing. They're just like, Earl, so-and-so said so-and-so. Is that the way we're supposed to do? And they're just, like, yelling. I'm like, oh, my God, it's 645. Stop, like, stop. come on. Stop, stop. You go over there, you go over there. <laughs> stop. Do your fucking work yep, and shut yep, up. Don't talk to each other anymore because it's 645. I don't even know how y'all woke up with this energy ready to do like, yeah, man. So I feel very lucky to just be able to stay at my desk, you know, and just hide there for long periods of time because it's really weird. Like, it's really weird. And I just light up my candle and I'm so excited <laughs> to go home because it's going to be so much fun in my house, yeah. you know, and, and I've, I feel very thankful to have come across a few people at work because the word that keeps coming up in, in conversation is just calm mm. and tranquility, you know, and I appreciate calm, nice non-neurotic people and that seems so rare and so difficult to find so when you like have a few we moments, love you tyler we do love <laughs> you tyler we certainly do <laughs> and when you just like experience some of that it's like oh like i want to find out more about you because you seem not neurotic yeah. not like you want to kill yourself you don't hate your life you don't hate everything around you and like you're kind of even keeled mm. Mm, like what do you do? Like, yeah, how do you I, spend your time? I feel like, uh, you know, because I open myself to this perspective that the calm ones in this life are the crazy ones. They have to be. It's like, how could, like, why are you calm? Why are you, why are you stable? Like, what, th this, <laughs> why are you relaxed? This world is chaotic. There's just, there's just such yeah. terror and craziness happening all the time. Why are you relaxed? Why are you not on edge all the time about what the fuck is going on? So it's like, it's a funny. I get that. It's a funny thing going on there. You uh, know, like trying to find that that serenity and just terror. And it chaos. hasn't it hasn't been an easy journey, but I have gotten in tune with with happiness, you know, in a way that I had never experienced before and just like tranquility. And it feels really nice. And I really am not going to go back. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to do that. And I do want friends. <laughs> I do want to meet people. But it's. Oh, my gosh. I'm not going to give you my time. If it's. I have a much better time doing my nighttime routine in my bathroom with my three relaxing lights. Hmm. I'm not going to go out and spend it with you to listen to you bitch and complain and talk hmm. shit about people. I'm going to stay home. Fact. And I'm going to do microdose my friend by that, myself. My friend that <laughs> called me yesterday asking me the oh, question, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, saying that they've been very attached to relationships and yeah, not, not wanting to go. let things go for whatever those reasons may be. Well, I think we, we got to it, which was a feeling that you had to prove to yeah, them yeah, yeah. that you were a good friend. Yeah, you're worthy. That, you, you know, you're worthy of their friendship. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> that's tough that's, that's a tough one tough. because he was asking me well have i been to you a good friend and i'm like listen nigga <laughs> <laughs> well one of you really honest i'm like well you're the best friend you can be yeah for for me well yeah you're definitely the best friend that we can be right to each other yeah. like i mean i don't know what i am to you um but 
I don't even think about that. That's like, what I'm saying. You like, know, that's like, a funny like, question. It's, it's tough. Like when I think about who I am to other people, <sighs> you, I'm not proving myself to people, right? And that's why it works. And and, and I think it's okay if that's not what you're looking for. And I think that there are certain people now that I would be better friends with if if that's the type of time I was on. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to prove to them that I'm worthy of their friendship, I I would be friends with different people. I don't want that to be the crux of my relationship. Right, which is why I responded to that friend and said, listen, bro, for me, excluding this part where you were lying and being weird (laughs) earlier on in our relationship, in which I stopped talking to you for an extended period of time until we spoke about that thing, and now that's, you know, patched up. Yeah, you've been just fine. Like, I don't think about you not being a good friend to me, like, (laughs) because because most of the factors that people do have outside of just being a trustworthy human, because that's all I care about. Like, can we have an honest discussion outside of that? I don't need there is no phone call quota per week, per month, per year. There is no hangout quota per week, per month, per year. There is no positive affirmation quota (laughs) per week, per month, per year. There is no gift giving per week, per month, per year. There, there are none of, there are none of these things that I, I need from you. There is no set quota. I don't care about that. I just need to know that when we speak, we can like have just open and honest an open honest conversation about stuff. So like, I don't need much from you. <laughs> I don't know what your other friends need and what you got to do to qualify to be their friend. But I'm I'm good on that. I just don't yeah. I just don't have those those standards. Like mine seems to be difficult in another way for people. Right? Like it it yeah. still seems to be very difficult yeah. for certain people to do because a lot of people aren't about that. Well, you know, I just had someone ask me, you know, like what. I like to do to celebrate my birthday. And I was like, oh, it's funny that you asked me that. Because actually last year I told my birth- my parents that I never want to celebrate my birthday again. <laughs> and I don't like that. And stop giving me gifts. Like I don't care about that. Have, have, you've given me way too many things. But it's mostly because they make you celebrate it the way that they want to celebrate it. Yeah, but I also don't want to like eh, just send me a text message and say yeah. happy birthday. Like it's ice. I celebrate myself all the time, which is funny to say, but I have a great time. And these coasters have brought so much happiness. It's like my birthday. Like my birthday is every day or every time I open my skincare fridge every morning, it's a celebration. Like I'm I feel like I'm on top of the world most of the time. Mm. So like, yeah, I'm I'm a year older now, but like the birthday thing, I don't need the celebration. I'm certainly not going to spend money on it now. You know, someone did ask me about marriage. And if I would ever want to get married, I said, no, let me tell you why. I was like, I don't want to pay for a party for other people. And then she Oh, you're said, talking about a wedding. Yes. But I say marriage. Yeah. 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 Marriage for technical reasons, you know. <clears throat> but if someone came to me and was like, Von Marie, you have unlimited budgets for a wedding celebration. Plan ahead. I would certainly throw a wedding. Mm. But it's just I, I don't care to do that. That means nothing to me. And I certainly want to spend my money doing other things. And that's the same thing for my birthday. I want to. Like, what if I want to work? What if I just want to stay home? What if I don't want to talk to anyone? What if I want to go out? Like, I, 
I don't want to plan for that. Like I want to do whatever I want to do that moment. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's everything. It's, I think the way that my birthday has kind of been pushed on me my whole life definitely <laughs> had an impact on that, you know, because I'm gl- gluten free and my mom is still giving me a gluten full filled birthday cake it's like mom like not not only is it my day and i don't even like vanilla but like this is a cake that i can't have because like you couldn't find a gluten-free cake like what the fuck are you talking about yeah just i don't don't care about a lot of things that people care about and it's still very funny that in our relationship i care about so many more things that you don't care about so that's peculiar as well but yeah i've just i've become a more minimalistic person with having you in my life which i very much enjoy like I have my moments, you know, and I like little things here and there, but yeah, like I'm, I'm good without all of these other things. I don't, I don't, I don't need them. And I can't share that with other people because when this person asked me about my birthday, they were like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> like I celebrate my birthday like all week or all month long. And I was like, that's great for you. But like, yeah. I don't, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. I'm, I hope it makes you happy. Yeah. They need to celebrate that. They, they, yeah. They go do that. that. Yeah. They, you know, they want to feel that, that special. Yeah. Yeah, man. Listen, that's, yeah, it's that's just, totally fine. That's why I think everyone should do shrooms a little bit. Yeah. It, yeah, it just, it feels... You think that that is just, like, the ultimate... And you think it's shrooms specifically? Yeah, I mean, I think... Well, I guess you wouldn't know about ayahuasca, DMT, and all No, and I would, love, yeah. I would love to try it Peyote. at some point. Yeah, all of it, yeah. you know? But I've done LSD, and I've done shrooms, and I know what my life was like the first time I did shrooms. You know, that, that changed everything for me. I didn't know that that's what was waiting for me. I didn't know that could happen. I just had one of the most profound experiences I think a person could probably have on psychedelics, you know, and, and just doing shrooms and having conversations and microdosing has just helped me become a much more calmer person because I'm just able to get slightly more in tune with my emotions and, and just like distance myself from, from my ego, or at least just notice that my ego is trying to lead most mm. of the time, Yeah, you know, and being able to be like, ah, like this is, this is that thing that you do. Like, and like, remember what happens when you do that, this thing, it's not very good. And why are you feeling this way? Like, you know, better. And, and just having those moments, you know, are very helpful. And I wasn't able to have these thoughts on my own maybe a year ago, but I think microdosing has, it has saved my life. It has changed the way that I look at food. Like this morning I could hardly eat any food. And that was one of the, like I can count on my hand the times in the past 27 years of my life that I have stopped eating because I was full as silly as that sounds saying it out loud. But literally it's been less than five times in 27 years because I just started doing that. Yeah, that's pretty wild. I mean, I'm certain a lot of people do understand that feeling of just yeah. like just mouth pleasure. Like I'm not eating because I need this food. It is so crazy. Like Because so many foods that people eat are anti-nutrient. Like, yeah. And so you're going to be... Like, that's a lot of our issue that came out of the comfort crisis, right? Yeah. Like, that, that book by mm-hmm. Michael Easter. is He was so talking good. about our snacking. Like, we snack on things that are anti-nutrient, so we just continue Those to... Those chips we were eating Yeah, like, if you so eat some of that good. Randall Lineback, you, you have one of them fillets, mm. you're good. You're, you're, you're done. You are, you are satiated, right? There's no ghrelin levels creeping up on you like <laughs> that. You're done. But if you start eating Doritos, it's going to take... So many Doritos to get to that place that that state got you because there's no nutrients in those fucking Doritos. So you're just going to be hungry very soon afterwards. And so that's that's a lot of that. So I definitely think that a lot of a lot more people 
would understand just eating simply for taste's sake. Yeah, man, it's just it's just overtaken my life forever. So it's nice, you know, just just to have these these little moments and just be able to look back. But yeah, shrooms. I've only done LSD twice, but it it's just been a very beautiful experience. I don't know if many people have spiritual experiences, and if they do, what does it feel like? But yeah, I think my first psychedelic or shroom trip that was like a full dose just helped lead into the other like nine full doses that I did did and everything that came to that. Because even after those nine full doses, like so much work has been done, I think, with microdosing over the last few months. Yeah, and it has just been really helpful for me, you know, purposely putting myself in like funky situations, like doing micro or microdosing on my own, which I was definitely not feeling super duper excited about, but that felt very helpful, you know, and then yeah, you just have to be open to that little discomfort, like Gabby says. I think you have to be constantly reminded of things. I think yeah. human beings forget things very, very quickly. You, you just get and it. you can like just see that through history. You just get like used we to do it. some dumb shit, somebody gets a bomb dropped on them somewhere. It's and it's good. like, oh, okay, peace, let's do this. And then like you end up doing the same thing over and over. And as they say, history just repeats itself over and over. And it's like your like brain just, keeps understanding it a bit more. Yeah, like you you get it and then you forget. And then the next thing happens, it like health, right? Like yes. you take your, you get sick, you're like, fuck this. I'm doing everything I can to get out of this. You get healthy, you're like, ah, let me chill a little bit. You get sick, you're like, nope, never again. And you just do that over For and sure. over. Yeah. And, and then like there's a few times that it just clicks a bit more. Sometimes you know, like it clicks it, a little bit more. Maybe it's the 69th, maybe it's like <laughs> the 1072. Like, yeah. It, you never know the number, but like I think that. That's what microdose has helped me. It's just like remind you just again, like, and come, and back again. And come back, come back, come back, and come back, revisit, and relook at this. And that's like this. what it feels like for me when I'm like stretching those first two hours. It's like it's very simple. Like it just always comes back to like the breath mm. and like your intention. Like just like feel your body, and it's like ah, Von Marie, of course you know you this. Just had to sit down and meditate this whole time. You just had to go in the corner, like you know to do. Just go stretch and play some little classical music, and that fixes it every single time. Yeah, There's, yeah, yeah. This this thing is always in the back of my mind. It's like, listen, it is always there. Yes. If you're not there with it, that's your problem. Exactly. But exactly. but it, but nothing is failing you. Mm-hmm. You're failing yourself. Yeah, for sure. You're and like that's the the source oh, right man. of all of that is always there for you. That source for that. Yeah. Just overly abundant ever flowing joy and happiness or just contentment yeah and understanding of our place here yeah. and our the humility we ought to have being these little very insignificant and just gratitude very, for everything very you have. fragile beings these yeah. creatures that we are that can be you know here today and going tomorrow <laughs> right right like once you you get that sense of that in a very strong way that it slaps you in the face yeah. over and over and over depending upon how many times you want to go through a psychedelic you know session yeah yeah, yeah. You're like or just a highly meditative one of some also sort that. i was trying to you know sell yeah, sorry, tyler on float tanks okay i'm sorry bathroom break <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> all right so and, we're we're, and we're back from bathroom break 
So you said, no, I'm kidding. So you said that you were trying to sell Tyler on meditation? No, float tanks. Or float tanks. Float yeah, tanks. He, he's down for it. He, like, hmm. he, just, he was trying to get me to explain it, and I was doing a horrible job because I was just like, bro. <gasps> we have to go again. I was like, I can't ex- really explain it to you. I can just tell you that there's a, a ton of salt in a fucking water pod, and you get in it. And you can play music or have lights and close and the pod or not close it. By and and you... you're just in your mind, and it feels invigorating and extremely relaxing for your muscles because <sighs> your muscles finally get to relax in your mind. for the very first time in your life, right? So that's that's all they all had. I was like, you just have to check it out. Like, yeah, I can't I can't express it's to you like the a experience. Trip. Yeah, like you have to have it yourself. Yeah. Um. But yeah, ultimately, people just have to be reminded again and again. You're right. And again that's exactly it. Yeah, it's just like you have to be broken down. Oh, my God, it just feels so horrible to just allow yourself to just be literally beat down and then just accept the fact that you have been failing because you suck the whole time. <laughs> like, it's your, it's your fault. Like, none of this can be blamed on anyone or anything else. Well, again, well, or it is not your fault, but you are responsible. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, man, that's, it's, it's that like, really stuck with me. The, so the idea behind it's not your fault, but it's your responsibility yeah. is that you didn't there, know there, before. There are many factors yeah. that go into who you are and what created the set of yeah. circumstances that you're in. And all of that is out, way outside of your control. Yeah. Because a lot of that happened before you were even born. Yeah. So that's outside of your control. Right. Right. And then that put you a lot of that in the set of circumstances that you're in. Now, your reality was created from yeah. a bunch of other people's decision making <laughs> and, you know, yeah. all that sort of shit. Um, so a lot of what you're dealing with can't be your fault. Yeah. It can't be. But you have to be responsible for, sure. for the way that you are going to move forward with that understanding. Yeah. Like, you, you, I mean, you, you have to be or you're just in the wind and you're saying, well, life is life and I'm just I'm in the wind and I just go where it takes me. And I don't really have th- that control, which to a large degree, there's truth in that as well. For like, sure. you, like you, you don't have that control. But so, there are things that you can do to gain control. You know, and or at least try. And I think trying can get you very far. Maybe it won't fix everything, but it can get you pretty close. Yeah, like I wanna I wanna live a much better life than I started when I first realized like who I was and what I was doing and why I was feeling the way I was feeling. Like I don't wanna go back to that. So let's let's talk about the rebranding of this of of, <laughs> of, of, of these butters and, and these things that what you, you got going about? on. Well, you came on here a long time ago, mm-hmm. and we clearly spoke about it, and we read, you know, yep. your your ingredients versus Neutrogena's right. acne wash and all that sort of wild shit. Some sulfate. Yeah, whatever it was. Um, and now you're trying to revamp it. You want to yeah. get you want to get back in that space, yes. and you want to make things. And we Maybe know that me. this came from you not wanting to purchase a ton of stuff online mm-hmm. during 2020 because it was super expensive. So you decided, well, can I make this stuff? Like, which I think it's awesome because that is Jordan Peterson's rule of opportunity lurks where responsibility has been abdicated. abdicated. Yep. And so what that means for anyone listening that does not know these weird words you just <laughs> said means that when you're looking out into the world, you hear music artists talk about it like this, architects, it, it really doesn't matter. You, me, you want to create what isn't there. Yeah. Like you you look at a bunch of stuff and you see what is cool, what's out there, what you like listening to, what you don't. But then sometimes you're like, yeah, but like music doesn't have this thing, though. Like, I really wish that my favorite artist would do this, but they never do this. Or like maybe it's not in their interest to do that thing. It's like, man, I really wish that was there. 
some people that actually do that thing as well. Like if you're now, sometimes you're just a music lover, but you're not a musician yourself. Yeah. But if you are a musician, wouldn't it be cool to be like, well, maybe I should do it. Right. Like maybe I should make the music I want to hear. Exactly. Maybe I should record the type of podcast that I would like exactly. to listen to. Like, and then that way it's as authentic and as beautiful right. as it can be for you. Like you need to be a fan of you first. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Because that's crazy. You need to be a lover and appreciator of yourself and your perspective first. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think that's important. And clearly you were that for your products. You were like, well, listen, I want to make something nice for myself that doesn't have a bunch of weird names that I can't pronounce. And that feel good, that smell good, that last long boom. And then you did it. And now you're you're revamping it. I'm assuming you, you you that's still yeah. Like the crux of it. That's still the epicenter. Certainly. And so how how do you feel going into it now? I feel great. I feel so much better than I did at the beginning, which, you know, you don't really think about. But yeah, before, again, it started as a, it evolved into a business as that was never my intention. Sort of like with losing weight, which is why I think I was able to stick on the healthy path because like that wasn't my intention. I wanted to feel better. And then yoga got into the mix, and then I'm down 40 pounds, and then life changes, and then I find out about the gym and and a bunch of other things. But yeah, I just, like, posted my things on Facebook. You know, I was just selling soaps to begin with, and then people just wanted more things, and they were asking, you know, about lip balms, and what about this oil, and what about this, and what about that? And I'm like, hmm, what about that? You know, so I started making them, and then I, I picked up traction, and I got good at them, but before... So when you say, what about that? These are people asking you, like, do you have these items? Yes. Okay. They were inquiring about items. And the reason I got lip balms was because Connie, who is one of my clients who was talking about the hippy dippy shit. Mm, I remember. <laughs> she, she mentioned, she was like, hey, like, I have some girls at the veterinary clinic that would love lip balms and tubes. I was like, oh, great idea. You know, and then my cousin had asked me about beard oil. He was like, do you sell any beard oil? Mm. I was like, no, but I have the stuff to make it. So that these are how some things evolved. So... Before, the intention was just to sort of make things for people that I believed in, you know, and feel good to me. But now I just want to make the things that I want to put out regardless of, you know, it being the most aesthetically pleasing because I have seven different fragrances or essential oils more so to choose from or or anything of the sort. And before I wanted to stand out like as its entity. You know, which is why it was called Borinquen Botanicals, because I wanted my Puerto Ricanness to be a part of the allure, because I did want to play on the exotic sort of aspect of, unfortunately, a lot of things that people just see about me. And that did feel right at the moment. It most certainly doesn't now. Like, I would have never restarted this if I couldn't change the name for whatever reason. Um, And it definitely feels great that I've had many repeat customers, you know, over the past three years. So... That calls to me. It's like, well, I believe in it wholeheartedly, but it seems like a lot of these people do as well. So that's very cool. You know, I've gotten a lot of great feedback, but it also just brings me a lot of joy to just like create this thing that feels so good on my body and that I, that give really, really nourishes me. And it's cool that it, it can help and nourish other people, you know, and it's also very, it's so pleasant to think of people wanting to spend their money on my products like that's such a wild thought to have because people give you time which I think is just as valuable you know they'll give you however many pods they listen to a week so that could be an hour and a half it could be five if you do like two pods depending on what's going on and people are 
willing to give me their money for my service. And that's kind of weird. And it's, it's, it's an interesting relationship because if people are purchasing from me, I only ever want you to feel amazing about what it is that you're getting. And I really believe in, in what I do and how I'm doing it. And it's only gotten better, you know, over time. But yeah, this, this brings me a lot of joy and happiness and I want to share it with people. And I have, I guess, very cool people in my life, like my hairstylist and my nail stylist that have offered, you know, to just showcase some things and just people are interested in, in keeping it in mind and inquiring about it. People from work it's just been very, very nice. They're like, hey, I saw that you posted this. Like, what are you planning to do? Like, maybe I can have you like on our magazine or like, when are you like, when is the website going to be up? And it was like, oh, like, you remembered. Like, that's that's super nice of you to notice. But yeah, it's, it feels so much better. And going back to the name, I just feel much calmer in my life. <laughs> it has taken a lot, of, like you said, of reminders of the nasty parts of myself coming out to just realize like, oh, you are certainly not as happy as you think you are. You're certainly not as grateful as you think that you're being. There, there's so much more that could be tapped in here that you're not getting in tune with and feeling the calmness that I can bring and call upon like through mindfulness exercises or just meditation or really stretching anything of that like just I can I can calm the tranquility and equanimity that I experienced for the first time on shrooms that I had never felt before and that feels so so nice and you know People enjoy that, I think, from me, and I forget that I give off that energy, so it's cool to hear people say that about yourself, and I feel very calm, and when I heard that someone thought of the word tranquil when they thought of me, I was like, wow, first of all, that is such a cool thing to hear, like, that's so nice that someone would ever think that, and I feel that way about myself to myself most of the time, unless I get a little bit out of pocket, <laughs> you know, so... It just felt fitting. It just it felt nice and it felt simple. And that's what I like. I, I like simplicity and I like calmness. So it just felt great. So that's then that's kind of the crux of my ingredients anyways. And the products It's just clean products with with no nothing hidden in there. It is what it is. You just get some butters and a little bit of powder to even out the oil. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And people really seem to like that. You know what I mean? Just like a lot of honesty and packaging and transparency that's why i also like my bottles are clear or my containers are clear for a reason not because it just looks nice but i want you to see what it looks like before like you can open it you can smell it like at my farmer's markets like i had testers for everything mm. you can take samples with you like like i want you to try it and that's how i released all of my products before i had people testing it locally in town when i lived back home i'm like when i released beard oils and beard bombs i was like yo i need like five or seven guys to try this out and I had a bunch of girls who had boyfriends at the time. They were like, oh, like, we would love to try it out. And the feedback was great. So I was like, oh, this seems like like a decent product. So, yeah, that's kind of where my mind is at with that. You know, it brings me a lot of joy. And it's cool that I can provide a service that people are willing to pay for. Like, it's just like a very cool trade to be able to have. Mm. To do something that I'm good at, that brings me happiness, that I'm already going to make for myself anyways. Like, I'm not making anything that I don't use already in my everyday to day life. And I get to give something a lot more of my time that is only just going to make me happier and more fulfilled. Yeah. I don't like using those like thin lotions and stuff. Isn't it crazy? It's, it's such a difference. It's just like, and you know what I want to do? I, I hope that I'm able to just give 
at least every person that I come across a little something. Because, like, I, I believe in it so much. Like, I want to have, like, lip balms on me. Like, people have, like, pamphlets about Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, hey, you don't have to buy the $99 or 99 cent lip balm because it's cheap. Because you're going to spend $7 in a week. Because that sucks. And I'm not saying that mine is the best. But just try something different. Mm-hmm. Like, spend a few more dollars doing something else. And it's not to say, like, only shop my products and they're the best. But just give something else a shot. Mm. Like buy something locally, like maybe look at the ingredients. And I think I said this last time, just like, just try it because the chances are it's going to be a lot better than, than the stuff the, that you buy. The stuff you're getting at the gas station. For $7. Yeah. Don't get the face what, wash. So, so, what, what, so what's best out of like, okay, cause I'm pretty certain I know what the worst is. Chapstick, Burt's Bees, Carmax. Is it called Car- yeah, Carmax? Carmax. Carmax, which is an interesting d- d- term. Uh, for something you put on your lips. Um, In my opinion, Carmex, Aquaphor, Blistex, and Chapstick are all the same. Mm. I would never put them on my lips. Burt's Bees is in between. I think Burt's Bees has the potential to do something. It's not nearly as bad as all of those, in my opinion. I don't use any of them but my own. Like, I just refuse. It's just... An- it's crazy how it, like, dehydrates your lips. Isn't it insane, Earl? Like It just keeps you coming back. Do you know what I have heard so often from people that still blows my mind? That my lip balm is the best lip balm they have ever used. Hmm. Like, that's because I feel that way. And again, I know that I'm biased, so I never think that my feeling and emotion about my products is everyone's. Because that's just not the case. And there's many things that have needed to be improved, and I'm sure will need to be improved over time. But I have not found a better lip balm. Yeah, because for the most part, you're just going to the fucking gas station and you're buying chapstick. But they're so chapstick. bad. It's just, Look, they listen, don't need to be that bad. Chapstick is so big, people don't know that lip balm is not chapstick. <laughs> that it's just not all called chapstick. Exactly. Yeah. That's how big chapstick yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, It's a lip balm. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So that a moisturizing cream, a moisturizing balm, something like that. But people just call those things chapstick. This is like my version of like spreading... Like some sort of gospel about like mindfulness and just meditation, but like through clean products, mm-hmm. you know, like this is sort of my religion It's just meditation and clean things and just like becoming a he- better, healthier version of yourself. That's not to say that I feel very often and I'm trying to limit those shortcomings as I always am. But it's only worked wonders for me, and it's only made me a better person. And my skin has only been the best it ever has since I started using my products. So maybe you need a lot more than my products, but maybe you don't need that shit that you're buying from Walmart. You know, and that's kind of always my thing is that maybe you don't have time to cook, you know, my little power bowls and clean the quinoa and bake it, make it for 13 minutes and then prep all the vegetables and then thaw the meat and season the meat and do all the things and like 45 minutes of prep and, and maybe 20, eggs. you know, maybe you don't have that time, but like, do you also just have to get fast food four times a week? Like maybe there's a trade off, you know, like I'm not expecting you to do all these things, but your acne is prop could probably be much better. <laughs> mm. You know what I mean? Your lips could be much more or less chapped. Like your skin, like I like I meet people that constantly just have cracked skin or are in pain. It's like, what do you mean? Like you haven't looked into anything? It's like, yeah, I've tried a few lotions like Aquaphor or something. And it's like, oh my gosh, you're just like pulling, putting water with a little bit of lotion on your hands. Like, of course. I had terrible acne. 
in high school. That's crazy. Terrible. I did too. Especially like on my forehead. Like it, there was this point in time where it was just, it was bubbling up up there. Ew, I don't like that, Earl. <laughs> bubbling up. Oh my God. You must have looked terrific, but I did too. <laughs> there were just some areas that were more problem areas than others, you know. Where and then you're like not washing your face properly. Well, no, I would try. That was the oh, thing. Oh, you were overdoing it probably. No. It, it, it was the products more than likely. That's what I'm trying to get oh, okay. to. Like I was using, I would use like the fucking Neutrogena acne wash along with some Neutrogena, uh, like the little, the little cleaning pads, you know, that oh, you take yeah. out that are just like soaked in some fucking alcohol Whatever or something. Whatever the fuck that is. And you're is. supposed to, you oh, wipe your face Earl. off and you see all this dirt come off. You know, when you do it, so you're just like, oh, that's nice. Like, I just cleaned my face with this solution that they have, this chemical solution. I don't know what's in it. It's a bunch of, again, it's a bunch of shit I don't know how to pronounce. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but Gosh, I noticed some, that some chemists in the laboratory put this shit together to clean my face. And I was doing that shit often, but it just wasn't helping and, much. you know, this is not to say, because I also, because this clean thing can also be tricky because people think that... Everything can just be rectified with herbs and oils and just clean products. And I also don't want to get lost in translation because I also use very expensive skincare products because I think it has to do with the water, Elisberg, <laughs> which I think you've gotten more in tune with. But the water here just doesn't, I think I have way too sensitive skin for it. So at the beginning, before my skin got adjusted to it, which is doing much better, I was breaking out in these very hurtful, like, water pimples or something it wasn't like pus pimples they were just hurtful things mm. all over my face all over my body i had like i was thinking about them when you were talking about the pimple in your nose because i was walking around with nasty things on my face and i was just like fuck it because what am i gonna do mm. i don't wear makeup so i can't even cover them yeah <laughs> so i i have bought uh i think it's sashido sashido skincare cream whatever that brand I is know. But it's it's nice, and I've I've noticed a difference, and it's certainly obviously better than my brand, which will now be called Tranquil. Uh, <clears throat> but that that's helpful, and I think that you need to find out what works best for you. But it's never the cheap products that you buy from the drugstore; it's just never that. Mm. Um, and people just have to accept that. <laughs> you know, maybe yeah. you need to buy something more. Um, what is that called? Um, result driven, which is something that I would like to get to in the future, you know, with esthetician background related schooling, because that's the only way that you get there. But you, you can feel much better and, and people just don't realize that. And your skin is so important. You know what I mean? You just, it's like your feet and your hands. You forget how important they are because you don't think that you have to give them a, a, as much attention. And I like I've noticed. You mean for for aesthetic reasons, like for for you to be socially accepted and gain opportunities that you wouldn't if your face was less pleasing to look at. Well, no, but like, what if you just can moisturize your face better for a longer period of time, and that just helps you have just healthier skin over time? Like, what if your but eyes ultimately get less healthier skin is for what? Like, what does it matter if your skin is, is shitty versus it's, it's well, like, highly moisturized? What if you can help, like, a little bit of a droopy eye because your skin is just Why not does a droopy eye out? matter what if versus, it, a versus a straight eye? What if it's better to look out of a non-droopy eye than a droopy eye? Like, what if, like, this is hanging a bit too low and it's... Oh, like it's actually obstructing your, your vision? Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about things that could possibly affect you not 
because you're gonna look better over time. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm yeah. just trying to figure out what you're talking about. Yeah. No. I think I think that you can just take care. Yeah. Like, what if wearing sunscreen every day and limiting the access to sun helps you not get skin cancer? Yeah. Ten years earlier. You know what I mean? Maybe it's already gonna get it. But what? What if it helps? Yeah. If you what if prolong it? It's like stretching. You know. Yeah. Like maybe you don't really need it right now, but what if you start when you're 20 and not when you're 27? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like what does that do for you? Yeah, it's just, it's one of the things, but if you don't care about it, you don't care about it. And that's just obviously not for you. You know, my parents, when I lived at home, I started all of this and I'm like, hey guys, try all my products. They did not give a fuck about them. They did not give a fuck everything for free. Yeah. It's just not for them. I was like, all right, that's, that's totally fine. But your parents love it. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's awesome. Yeah, they love that shit. It's great. You're trying to stay moisturizing. I grew up in a house where like the creams were much right, more. You I mean, said there, that, there was yeah. definitely a lubriderm phase. Like there was definitely lubriderm around the house at some point in time. Just a bit, you know that thin white lotion. You know what that I mean? That never does anything for you. But we don't know any because I didn't know any better, and so I tr- started making these products few years ago. So I wasn't. I had found out about buddy butters. And I found out lotions like that could be better than cheaper ones that I was using. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, like this feels nice. And then I started looking at how to make a body butter. And then this body butter that I used to buy at TJ Maxx that I loved. And then I compared it to my body butter. I was like, oh, these are not the same. And this feels so much better. And it hydrates so much more. But it's one of those things, you know, you don't think about the intricacies of hydrating. Until a few years ago, I didn't know that. You don't just hydrate because you put lotion on, on already dry skin. Okay. You have to open up your pores, which means you have to wash your face. It's like you have to activate your pores. Mm-hmm. So it is helpful if you have super dry skin for whatever reason to put lotion on. But you're not necessarily getting hydrated. You're just adding a bit of lubricant. Mm-hmm. But when you wash your face or when you wash your hands or your body and then... You immediately apply that lotion. With warm, hot water-ish. Yeah, that ideally. Your exactly. Because cold water is going to close. Exactly. Them. And you don't want it too hot either because then you're kind of burning your skin a little bit. So it's just finding that medium, sort of like a tea, I guess, kind of water. You could burn the tea if it's too hot or, or not hot right. enough. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, well, I didn't they, until they, recently. They just think that it's just scalding hot water and or, you put tea in it and, <laughs> and that's the way done. you're supposed to have it. Like all teas do yeah. not. like Depending upon if it's white tea, green tea, black tea, roibus tea, no. uh, a chamomile, or not a chamomile, but just a, uh, what are the things that actually aren't teas? Herbal teas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, which are just it's a just, mix of nuts and berries and spices yeah, and shit yeah, like yeah. that. But the Camilla sinensis tea is actually, like, that leaf is not a part of it. the the mixture. It's not Camilla a, sinensis? Yes. That I is like the, that. Yeah, that's one leaf that all teas are made out of. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, so if, if, if you don't know about that, you just assume that they're all supposed to be, yeah. you know, uh, was it steeped at the same temperature, yeah. which is very wrong. Yeah, and that's kind of what I enjoy about my my business mission is that I just want to provide things for people that's going to make them feel good. And if you buy it, that's really great, you know, but I'm I'm not here to try to just like sell the most or I don't know if I'll break even, you know, in the first year. But like I want to invest a lot of my money and time into this because I believe in it. I don't think most business owners start thinking that they're going to make money year one. I think people are crazy. Maybe not. but I mean, I, I think I'm sorry. I don't think realistic entrepreneurs yeah. <laughs> think that, okay. that that know anything about business and look at the market yeah. and really assess their budget based off of 
real factors going on in the economy around them at the time and like the literal geographic location that they are like they take all these things into consideration I don't think that they're like, oh, yeah, I'm about to be booming year one. Yeah. Often. I think they're like, well, no, listen, I'm going to try true. to break even. I'm going to try not to lose too much yeah. money. But I know that this is a long game. And I'm, I'm hoping to continue to invest in this and have this right. ball start rolling at some point in time. And maybe, you know, we we hear about it with the budgets that are made <laughs> where we work. And it's like, listen, we time. know year one we're losing 350000 on this. We know we know that. maybe year two, maybe we, we lose 80,000. But hopefully by year three or four, we start to break even. Right. And then maybe year six, seven, eight, we're we making, we can make some money. Right. No, that's very true. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, no, it, it's kind of weird. Um, running a it business takes is, time, is very man. interesting. Some things take time. But that's what feels great, you know, about the intention to score around. And I think this applies to you as well, is that it does. It's just like whatever the fuck happens here happens. But I'm just so happy to be able to do this and to share it with other people. For whoever's wondering, why the fuck is this Earl's World now? Like I was clicking on any last words pod. Ah, why is this Earl's World? I haven't spoken about this. Let's at all. talk about that. Well, I, mean, I forgot about it. I mean, it's not much. It's literally what you just expressed, yeah. which is that the intention changed. When I started this, it was, it was much more Keon's idea than it was mine. Keon like, was really adamant about getting a podcast together. He came That's to so me. funny. He came to me over and over and over about it in like the span of a year, probably. And was just like, hey, man, like, we should, I think it'd be really cool if we did this. Hey, man, I think it'd be really cool if we did this. Earl, we have a lot of cool conversations. Let's record these. And at some point in time, oh well, after I clearly got laughed out of the room for trying to get my family into therapy, oh, right, right. Uh, I was like, "Yeah, let's do this." And then Julian, my older brother at that time, also, even though because he's always been this way, he supports at a, at a distance. Correct. Like he knows that I'm weird and different, and he doesn't really want to be a part of the shit. But he's like, "But you want to do that weird shit, so." How about you download this app? I think that this is a really easy app to use for, you know, podcasting. It was Anchor at the time that yeah. has now been rebranded as Spotify mm. for podcasters since it's been purchased by Spotify and rebranded and all that shit. And so we just started doing it there. But when he came up with any last words, we were, just trying, we were looking for a name right. for a podcast. And we didn't really have an intention for right. the podcast. Maybe really. that's how it usually starts, right? Yeah, you just you don't really know. It's just what's like let's just on. fucking talk. We don't really know what we're fitting to talk about. I know I'm fitting to get all of these thoughts and emotions <laughs> I've been dealing with for years right. out. Like I know it's going to serve as a cathartic practice for me. Um, and he said, "Well, what about you know any last words?" <laughs> and I'm like that sounds cool with me any last words like okay that's kind of usually what you hear about before someone is to be executed right and it, it was one of those things that for me took meaning after yeah. words right like i've done that with tattoos i feel like people are often mm. ashamed to say i got this tattoo because i thought it looked cool right it's just like oh there's no deep meaning behind your tattoos like oh you're just one of those that just got tattoos because they look cool like uh whatever I've definitely gotten tattoos because I thought that they looked cool. I didn't yeah. usually have like a deep, a deep meaning that needed explanation. It was like I, I feel good with these things. Right. Like I love dandelions and birds and roses and you know the th- the thunder, the, the lightning coming through the clouds, like the the seahorses, the anglerfish, yeah. the like the jellyfish. Like these things are cool to me, so I'm I'm just putting them on there. Now I don't really feel the need. And again, this links back to my lack of desire for expressing. These things are like having to show someone who I am or what I think about something. So it's like 
I don't need more tattoos now. Right. Like, I don't feel the need to have them. But the tattoos that are here, they're here. It's and funny I, and to I don't, see you with tattoos. And I don't feel regretful for having them. Yeah. I could easily, yeah, see myself without tattoos, and I wouldn't care either. Because that's kind of how I see you, and then I just forget. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I just got a bunch of tattoos. Yeah, it's like, oh. Um, so, what, what was I talking about? Earl's World. What? Earl's World. Earl's World. Wait, so, um, then we also have this... Him and I loved watching Rick and Morty together. Mm, right. Right. And very, very smart show, very well put together. And so we knew we wanted some play off of Rick and Morty, like that style of of art for the cover. And so we had us fighting aliens and it was it was cool. And then any last words, like, oh. And so the the meaning that I put on after that was, well, if we are to be, and I didn't even really see the canceled culture coming, but if we are to be killed, if we are to be canceled, if we are to be hushed, silenced, marginalized, pushed to the side, right? I I would like to I would like to say what I want to say before that happens. Mm, like, right. I I would like to get that shit out before the end, however that comes, right? So that was the meaning that it took after he came exactly. up with it and we put it on there, and that seemed good and well for me. And then time moved on, and now we're 170, you know, or so episodes in. And it's like, oh, yeah, this has got it. I feel different. I yeah. built this place in here. This feels different. This feels so the way I'm, I'm, The way I feel as a person feels different right. with what it is I'm doing here. I feel different when I'm talking to people, what I'm talking to them about, what I'm open to speaking about, which is virtually everything. And that may not feel like a difference for people listening. They may have been like, it seems like you've been talking about a lot of shit forever. But trust me, on the inside, right, there were times when I wanted to steer the conversation. There were times where I, I didn't want to, you know, open myself to certain things. So it all changed. And it's like, this isn't any last words, pod. Like, this isn't like that doesn't that intention isn't there. That doesn't feel right. Like, OK, yeah. I had a friend. Right. That said, I think one of your biggest uh, obstacles is going to be your lack of ego. Mm. Like I think you're going to need to tap into your ego a bit more to like try to push out what it is you do to ask people to listen to this, right? Like you never ask for help. One of my biggest problems. I don't. I don't like asking for help. I, I don't like showing people. Hey, come look at this thing I did. Come listen to this thing I did. Right? Like it's not me. Um, but they're like, I think you should put a little bit more of you out there. And so it's this Earl's world like this. And that yeah. is what this feels like for me, because when we come in here, this is these are my ideas, my the yeah. perspectives that I'm able to tap into the conversations that I'm, I'm we're traveling into other people's worlds. Right. And right, mixing right, it in right. with mine. And is this beautiful uh, this beautiful combination of of all these perspectives. Yeah, man, and it's it's very cool. It's very more apt now, Earl's world. That, to that, yeah. to be able to curate spaces that give off and bring exactly what it is that you're looking for, like this space or mm -hmm. like our home mm -hmm. or like when I cleaned the kitchen and I like <laughs> made my first batch of butters here. I was like, oh, like this feels like it belongs. It feels like it makes sense here and. Yeah, like, 
Like I knew as soon as we had this extra spare bedroom, I was like, oh, you need a podcast studio. But I obviously didn't know what it was going to look like or it was what it was going to feel like. Neither did I. Yeah, like I had no plans or ideas for it. I just knew like if we have a room, it should be utilized for what it makes most sense. We're never going to have visitors. <laughs> mm. Use it for first podcast studio and just like seeing it come together. And, you know, we've, we've sat in here many times, but yeah, just like being a part of the recording in a way that we haven't done before in the spaces. It's very cool. It, it feels awesome. I'm so excited. Like we always speak about to be able to look however long in the future, whether it's three months or three years and then see what that, like what it looks like if it has evolved. And if so, like whether it's a conversational style or aesthetically and whatever it may be is it's very cool it's very cool that you started pissing in a toilet on the phone with kian uh, so yeah i was about to say like so let me unpack what you just said yeah, <laughs> yeah started but you've spoken about that episode right uh yeah kind of kinda, yeah the, that was, was unreleased it was unreleased there yeah. are like seven episodes yeah, that yeah, are yeah. just unreleased oh, seven yeah Mm. We were, yeah, we were shooting the shit, talking yeah, about yeah. certain stuff, but a lot of it was just very rough. The quality is just so terrible. Yeah, not good. Yeah, so it, it is cool to be able to look yeah. back on that for and sure. And now you have a whole room for this. You know, I was looking at some pictures of my, like, products in the product placement, and when I was putting up, I was like, wow, like, I would like I would never post pictures like that anymore. Like, that's so interesting that that's what made the most sense. Obviously, that's the best that I had. Yeah. Is what made the most sense, you know, and it's cool to be able to feel that with just like your personal growth and whether it comes to to a little space that you've built for yourself. It's very, very cool. Yeah. It's very cool to be in here and see it come into fruition to see how it makes you feel obviously is awesome. You know, it's just everything about it is great. It's so great. It's so great to have that. I love it. I do too. It's very, very cool. I feel really, really good about it's it. Cool I'm glad that this. we can just pop in here whenever. Yeah, man, it just feels crazy. I just like I keep forgetting I'm in my house, you know? Like it's it's like, oh, I'm just that's right, I'm wearing slippers because I'm my living room's right out there. It was very, very cool. It is very cool. Yeah, and just like I hope that people, like I was telling you this morning, I hope that people are able to find and like are having moments of happiness in the way that I have in my house. Like I love my home. <laughs> so much and i love cleaning it and how it feels after i clean it and how it smells like it just brings so much joy or the bathroom whatever it is it feels so nice and i hope that people have either rooms in their houses that bring that to them or just like an overall sense of of comfort happiness and, and safety in your home yeah. Where you go to see inspiration. Sleep. Yeah, inspiration. Inspiration is nice. Yeah, just all kinds of different things. You know, do you, you have like this this provides a safe space for many things to happen here, mm. you know? I imagine people that grew up as musicians, the wife mm. is a musician, the father's a musician, like everybody there's a saxophone over there, a guitar over right. there, there's a piano in the living room. And there's just either music on being played or someone's playing music or walking around singing. There's right. art hanging on the walls. And you just walk through this place every day constantly inspired right. by all of this passion around you. And that's what I think is the thing. Yeah. Like that's the thing that you're looking for. That's for sure. the key. It's like how can I curate inspiration yeah. around oneself? Motivation. I think that's why Jordan B. Peterson – Mm. Is so gung ho like about oh that too oh what were you gonna say about purchasing art pieces oh that as well yeah I agree to, trying to hang up as much art in your house as possible that's why when I saw that one you know what is it be 
be open to everything and attached to nothing. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not one to buy things, but like this one feels like something that I want to hang up and be able to look at. Like this is a great reminder. It's of a something. reminder. That's why like when I heard, first heard it is not your fault, but you are responsible. I wrote that on a stick, you know, and I put that in the middle of my fridge. <laughs> I was like, you need to look at this every day, mm-hmm. you know, and then I ended up painting it. That's why I love this quote. On the back end of humiliation comes triumph. I'm like, that has to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that, that should be something that I can just, like, look at. You know, like that quote from Janae's song. Just little things like that. Yeah. Yeah, like, I enjoy that. And I, I definitely agree with that. So I've been very thankful to just bring some of that into life in art form. You know, and being able to buy little things. It's like, oh, that, that little painting or that little um, quadro. How would you say that in English? Quadro painting. No, but it's not a painting because it wasn't painted. Like a quote. Mm. Like a, oh, that a quadro, um, nah. Because that's because that's what the literal translation is like a painting. Yes, but not really. Quadro is more like a quadro could be a painting or it could be a picture frame. Like yeah, like something like within it, a picture. Frame. Yeah, but I feel like in English, like you don't have like a picture is not what I'm talking about. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah. So that. Yeah, yeah, whatever that I don't know those why things like are inside see. of a picture frame yeah. that is not a painting. Whatever that name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has a quote. That thing hanging on the wall over yeah. there. Yeah. What is it, a hanged quote? Is that, <laughs> I don't know. That's a bit much, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe it, not. I don't know what it is. Yeah, man, I think it's very cool. It's very cool to be able to have that home living in a basement. Again, I didn't realize I was like, I don't know what level of depressed I was, but I was certainly depressed. Because I don't feel here the way that I did there. (laughs) Yeah. And there was a lot of lack of motivation. And maybe that's why it took so long, you know, for me to be able to make progress in in different ways. Because it was just so hard to motivate myself to do things because it's so dark. And it's like it can be a lot of fun. But like not having sunlight for me, I do feel like a flower in that way. The most debilitating thing about the depression is that it, it keeps you from doing all the yeah. things that get you out of depression. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I know like that yesterday not feeling well, like granted it is because of my period. But like I know that if I were to sit down and just like bask in this pain, like I'm only going to be more miserable. So, like, maybe I can be miserable whilst moving around and, like, curating a space where I can be a little less miserable but feel at least some sort of happiness versus being in a space that I'm not really enjoying and not feeling great whatsoever. Yeah. So that that has been helpful. Because, I mean, I, I definitely tried to do that before in my other home. But, like, it got to a point where now it's nighttime. I mean, and I'm tired. <laughs> mm. and, and, yeah, it's just fighting the the... That debilitating feeling of just basking in that with no sunlight, I think, is very difficult. I think it's so hard. It's so hard. Because it's much easier to do it here. Because I know, like, like you love looking out of this window. Whether it's in front of my desk or the kitchen. Or, like, maybe I'll just need to lay under, like, this ray of sunshine through that little uh, sun... What is it? Sun like room? Sun roof. Roof. Sun, yeah, sure. Window. Whatever. We don't really know the names of things. <laughs> Who knows what it's the a heck hole, that it's is? It's a hole in the ceiling. And, and light the sunlight comes, comes from it. It is very pleasant yeah. to look at. Um, yeah, just just little things like that. That has been that has been fun. Yeah, I feel I feel very thankful. You know, for the work that I've done in the psychedelics. <laughs> I just because I can't take. I feel crazy taking most of the credit because like. 
again, it's like the shrooms just like help break me down and like open me up. Again, it's always the same thing. It's like this is. Yeah, I. You got lost, and this is what matters. Come back. And, and people have tried to, and I, I love them for it, right? Like Vince, or not Vince mostly, but Blaze being the one saying, "Earl, you should take more credit for who you are and what you've achieved." And that just doesn't that doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't feel right because I think it's it's all some version of luck. It is whatever luck is, even if that does or does not exist. It's some form of just it's everything that came together that allowed it to happen. And I just happened like yeah, that's like when I realized that for myself, that's sort of the mentality that I've been trying to like keep myself at is like make this vessel as healthy and as proud as possible. Because, like, you landed in this person who happens to be named Von Marie. And many people around her and that come from her lineage don't seem to be living this kind of life. And it seems like things just kind of worked out for you and you are wealthy in so many ways that you see people around you not being able to get in tune with. And I just, like, want to honor whatever this version of life that I've been given, you know, to the best way. Because I certainly don't feel proud in the way that i've done it all you have been an instrumental part of my progress psychedelics have been enormous and i've certainly put in a lot of work you know all those things are very true but i think my work is only able to happen due to what like being exposed to you in different things and being exposed to psychedelics have been able to open for me and then i've been able to go and access these places yeah so by no, i definitely don't feel like just absolutely no responsible for everything that has taken place and yeah it's i just, feel like there's obviously something like i'm here and i'm alive and i'm doing things so like there's grateful responsibility. It, grateful is really the word for it. yeah man just coming yeah. back to gratitude for where you are and what you have it just really seems yeah. to be the best thing it's like like happy doesn't quite mm-hmm. do it like are you just, are you happy I mean, sure, like I'd be happy, but I'm much much more grateful is just like yeah. it's that's more so the word that I would like to focus yeah, on. Yeah, I'm just happy to be here. That's why I've really enjoyed it. Are you proud of yourself? Eh. Eh, I'm grateful yeah. for, for, where, for where I am <laughs> and what I have. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm grateful for the characteristics that seem to have been bestowed yeah. upon me. And I'm grateful to have the capacity to be able to work on things. Exactly. That I feel like aren't the best. I'm grateful for those things. To do so, yeah. I'm grateful to have the time to do so. I'm grateful to to have to to tap into the resources that allow me to. Right. Yeah, there's many many moving parts. Yeah, as I've told you before, we were watching John Wick, Mm. and there are parts Mm. of movies where, like, John Wick's about to kill somebody, or John Wick's about to be killed, and then a bullet comes and hits someone. He's been saved. It happens various times where he's been saved by someone. You'd be like, oh, John Wick ain't really shit. He had to be saved. Like, John Wick ain't, like, he ain't that tight. Because if it wasn't for these other people that saved him, he would have died. That is a part of John Wick. Right. A part of John Wick is is the fact that he's so solid. He's got friends that will come and exactly. kill for him and save him. That's a part of who he is. If yeah. he wasn't who he is, then he would have been dead, right? He's got to be grateful for that. My, I mean, I'm talking about his fucking character, right, from this movie, but the way I apply it to my life is that I'm grateful to have the people in my life that are in my life, that, that they give me the time of day, that they come right. and sit down on the podcast, Everything. that they... 
they I'm not who I am on my own. Right. I'm I'm just not I'm not just John. You can't be John Wick without your friends willing to come and help you out. Yeah. But like I'm not I can't do the things that I do unless somebody comes and sits in this fucking chair and talks to me. Like I can't do I'm not doing this podcast alone. I've done some of those one person ones, right? Like I've I've done them, but I like this far more. This is nice. Right? <laughs> So I can't do that unless people are willing yeah. to come do it and people are willing to come do it. Like that is a that is a superpower is friends, solid people around you. It's so like nice. that. I am grateful for that. It's yeah, not just, lot. oh, I'm so cool. So people want to hang around me. No, that is not that is don't fool yourself. Right. Like just be grateful that people that whatever's going on with you, people are willing to come and experience that. Right alongside you you know so that's i i'm just grateful for that i'm grateful for all of these these resources that i've just found myself in the middle of yeah yeah it's, it's nice to be able to recognize that in yourself that you want no praise no adulation no. nor i'm good and i'm just really happy to be here like that's when i like when i heard that phrase happy to be here that also resonated with me because that's just what i feel like like it's crazy that Shayna introduced us to each other three years ago that's super weird it's weird that i ended up at salamander by accident it's weird that i've been able to realize so many things about myself that i never saw for 24 years like so many things were so weird but it happened and then here i am and i just feel like i just need to do the best job possible with honoring whatever cards aligned whatever whatever this is <laughs> And I'm here. It feels cool. And, and that's why I really enjoyed listening to Bruce um, Brian speaking of oceans of gratitude. I had never felt that before. I think it's so interesting, you know, being wrongfully incarcerated for almost 30 years and being able to really feel that. Wow. Wow. If you feel oceans of gratitude after just being released from prison, after being wrongfully incarcerated for 30 years, what can I feel? With everything that I have <laughs> constantly around me all the time. Oceans of gratitude. So that's that's the next one that has that will be painted somewhere because wow, like that's that's amazing. And I and I do feel that in waves, you know, and I and I definitely recognize that I certainly get lost in all the stupid shit because I'm a person, but I really want to try to work hard <laughs> to again limit those and, and for things to be a bit more significant than I get lost in, aside from like the stupid, ridiculous ones, you know. And then hopefully keep limiting those as time goes on. But yeah, a lot of us live very cool, wealthy lives in many different ways. And, and we don't recognize that. And that's why I really don't want to give my time to people that are not really on the same wavelength as me. Because I don't have time to complain and whine about all the things that you want to do that seem a bit childish to me. And I most certainly don't care whether you do them or not. It would be nice that you did, and so we could spend time together. But if that's how you want to live your life, like that's that's where you're at. So my understanding of people, as I explained it to you uh, over breakfast, was that things get very very cool when you're a very very technical engineer in that respect. So okay. for me, right, you could be like for me, kicking around a soccer ball is not that much fun. Yeah. But I imagine if you're a professional, mm -hmm. if you're Messi, you're Cristiano Ronaldo, right? Yeah. Kicking around a soccer ball is a lot of fucking fun because you can do a bunch of stuff that other people can't do, 
right? So it's just fun to just juggle the ball yeah, and yeah. throw it up in the air and do backflips and kick it and also that seems awesome, right? Yeah. So when I'm talking to people and you're playing this language game and you guys start the conversation, whatever it is, and it starts off pretty surface, I know that there are layers to that surface. I know that there are layers to whatever it is we're talking about, no matter what it is we're talking about. And, and meeting them where they are, understanding what their perspective is, if you're opening yourself to it, and then slowly stepping into the deeper part of the pool with different rhetoric. But you have to start with where they are, what they understand about the situation, and then you just slowly tack on the next building block and the next one and the next one. And you slowly see them start to understand something in a way that they haven't before. And you just get to you get to see someone expand. You get to see rapport get built in a very, very safe and non-judgmental way, which is the only way that it's actually going right. to happen anyway. Right. So you have to open yourself to that person's that person's perspective before this is even an option for you to do. And if they see that it's a completely relaxed non-judgmental area it makes it so much easier to just explore because that's that's what it seems like for me like we're just exploring not, i think that not most people are there all the time where in in the exploring people want to complain and be accompanied in misery they don't want to be questioned or or expanded like i'm, I'm talking I, I guess about a specific sort of place where it's just doom and sadness and disarray not just a person talking about real person things mm. which is just like funny little complaints like i because i'm certainly that takes so much more time and like i don't think that you give people that like that takes like minutes and hours mm. like to try to break that down so i don't know if we're talking about the same thing because are you like talking to someone when they're having a really really bad day and then trying to meet them where they are and then like trying to get them to question what's going on or are you kind of just like letting that person be? Well, it, it depends on the situation. Sometimes I'm just letting the person be and I'm yeah. walking away right from the situation. But there are other times when I'm having a conversation with someone and I will pose a question. Right. And give that gift of doubt to someone. Yeah. Uh, and it will plant a seed. It doesn't have to happen right then and there. It could happen later on yeah, when, they're, yeah, yeah. when they're eating food with someone else or about to go to sleep or whatever the case is. But you're having conversations with someone, and the, the only way that it expands is if you first meet them where they yeah. are. I told you this before. They may There may be something that resonates that you say that is far off the deep end, and they haven't gotten there yet. So it may resonate, or it may not. It may fall short of resonance because you did not take the proper steps to meet them where they are. And then walk forward from that space and say, okay. OK, well, if their current understanding of that thing is X, then we start there. We talk. We use that sort of language. Right. And then we and then we pose a question to that current understanding or we talk about how that current understanding could be viewed in another way from a different angle, a different vantage point, which gives it a different meaning. Yeah. And. And again, if you're the only way that that person will be open to it is if you're coming from a safe and just curious space. Right. If they sense that you're waiting for a gotcha moment, like, oh, you're stupid. See, 
you didn't know what I knew. Like if they, if someone even senses, that would be crazy if that's where you're coming from. Yeah, but people are often coming from a place of wanting to educate someone yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. I'm talking about coming from a place of curiosity and like right. asking them if they've thought about something in a different way or if they're willing to open their mind to something else. Right? That just that seems reasonable, or they maybe just haven't thought about. That's that's all. Yeah. And usually if you do that calmly, coolly and collected, <laughs> uh, that that'll be I'm not going to say everyone's going to just open to that because sometimes people tell you like this is my idea and I'm not changing it. Yeah. Like this is how I feel about this thing because it would mean too much to change it. Like it would it would it would turn their world upside down depending upon the gravitas of the or the degree of severity of that belief. Um so, you know, I, I totally get it, but I, I love that aspect about, about humans. And so that conversational component of being okay with yourself enough right. to not take yourself so seriously to where you're trying forcibly to implant your ideas yeah. into someone else's <laughs> mind like if that's not your goal usually that can be read for sure right and that can be sensed that can be felt and, and it, i definitely don't want to talk to you <laughs> exactly no one does for no sure. one wants to talk yeah. to that person not really yeah. like you will if you feel like you don't have another choice in the matter if you're that type of person that yeah. feels like this is who's here i got this is the person i guess i'm giving them my time you know, but if you know that you don't have to and you know that there are better people waiting for you right in your life, then you just go talk to them instead. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I really enjoy that. I, I enjoy that. But speaking of all these mind expanding experiences. You want to go ahead and get on out of here? Yeah. All right, cool. This has been episode 171. I'm so excited for everyone to come to your space. I know. It's awesome. This is very cool. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate everybody that's listening. listening. I do. I love you. I love you. Peace. Peace. Peace.